This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. You don't like the Drake. I hate the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. You like the Drake? I love the Drake. What about the Drake? Oh, screw the Drake. I love the Drake. This is Cam Bowen, voice of Tim Drake on Young Justice, and you're listening to Everyone Loves the Drake. Hi, this is James Tynan IV, and I love the Drake. This is George Perez, and everybody likes the Drake, especially the cakes. Hi, this is Mark Wolfman, and everyone loves the Drake. Good for them. Love the Drake. Got to love the Drake. I'm impressed. What can I say? I'm irresistible. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Robin Everyone Loves the Drake Comic Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Myers, and welcome to episode 100. This show is brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman, and of course, Robin, Tim Drake, that is celebrating 30 years this year. We are part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network. We are also a part of Batman on Films Podcast Network at BatmanPodcastNetwork.com. You can get a hold of us on all the social media outlets. We are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Everyone Loves the Drake. We are on Twitter at ELTD Podcast. You can find us on Instagram. And we have two email addresses, and I think we're going to be switching to one here soon. But the first email address you can get us a hold at, and this is crazy, I know. Uh, you can get a hold of us at Robin ELTD Podcast at Yahoo.com. And you can also get a hold of us at ELTD Podcast at Gmail.com. And we also have a YouTube page. Episode 100. Introduction. This book documents the reemergence of possibly the most maligned character in comics. Robin, in his many incarnations, has been long considered a fifth wheel, an annoyance, a mere sidekick. The boy wonder seen by many as standing in the giant shadow cast by the Dark Knight. I'm here to tell you that it just ain't that way. But I'm a recent convert to that particular belief. When I was a kid following the adventures of Batman in the waning days of his old look, that's back before they put a yellow disc behind his chest symbol. I thought that Robin kind of got in the way of things. It seemed to me that it would be cool if Batman went solo and left that kid at home. But all my favorite stories had Robin at the center of them. 
the one where Robin had to dress up as Batman in order to fool a gang of cowardly hoods who had shot Batman full of holes. The strange costumes of Batman. The classic story where the cover had me scared that Robin had died. Robin dies at dawn. I was caring for the boy wonder in spite of myself. Then the Batman television show came along, and it was the most severe blow yet for the character. Robin, and in comics general, would be saddled with the curse of holy this and holy that until a Batman movie came along nearly 25 years later and wiped the slate clean again. But in the interim, Robin's status as a character suffered in my eyes. I felt bad for him. He was primarily the target for the satire of the show. He'd become an adolescent buffoon, hopelessly naive and moronically enthusiastic. Back in the comics, Dick Grayson had grown up and soon moved on and Batman was on his own. He went on lots of solo adventures in the hands of some of the comics industry's greats. It was a time of classic Batman material, the beginning of the move of the Cape Crusader to the Dark Knight. But something was missing. Batman and Alfred and the Batcave and the gadgets and the vehicles were all there, but the stories lacked something. Can Robin have been important to the stories after all? Was Batman without Robin just another masked crime fighter? Just an angst-ridden, obsessed masked man? It wasn't long before Jason Todd, the new Robin, entered the scene. For some reason that the folks in the industry and you the readers at home can theorize until Detective Comics reaches issue 1000. Jason did not click as Robin. Reaction to him was negative all the way around. When the Joker did him in, there weren't too many mourners. Oh, there were those that lamented of the passing of Robin, but none seemed to miss Jason Todd all that much. A lot of know-it-alls, me included, thought that maybe the very concept of Robin was an outdated one. The world was ready for a lone and lonely vigilante, a tormented soul given over to the fight for justice. The comic-reading audience was just too darn sophisticated for the idea of a teenage sidekick in short pants. Quite frankly, I felt that way right up until my involvement in the project that you're holding in your hands. I was invited by Denny O'Neill and Dan Rapsler to write the miniseries in which Tim Drake, the new Robin, was to come of age to earn his place beside Batman and wear the red, green, and yellow costume of those who came before. Denny, the man when it comes to Batman, explained to me that Robin was an important element in the Batman mythos. The dynamic duo, along with Alfred, formed a triumvirate personalities that made the series work. That trio was the heart of what Batman is. As I went to work on the miniseries, I found this to be true. Even though this was new territory for me, my first shot on a Batman and my first job for DC, and a new Robin for Batman, the relationships were there. The work seemed to have a flow that was not of my making. This was classic material I was handling. There was a reason why these characters have endured more than half a century. Batman, the very essence of the night-dark streets and furtive shadows, needs a symbol of light and hope to counter his somber nature. What better symbol than a Robin? Without his young apprentice, Batman is just a bitter man in a hopeless struggle. So I saw the need for Robin. But how did the readers feel? The pressure here was giving Tim Drake all the qualities that would make him the perfect choice to complement Batman to assure him a place in the Bat mythos. But could we put that across? Would the efforts of Alan Grant and Norm Brayfogle and Tom Lyle and me pay off in a Robin the readers could respond and, more important, like? 
The answer to that came to surprise everyone, especially the folks in circulation at DC, who had to go back and press a bunch of times on both the Robin miniseries and detective issues leading up to it. It was a mandate from the readers. They liked this Robin. They were willing to make him one of DC's biggest success stories. A hot title, a surefire double-bagged collector's item. So, today's readers are more sophisticated. They know something that took me over 30 years to sort out. And it's going to take a lot to knock this kid off. Robin, A Hero Reborn, Trade Paperback. Chuck Dixon, April 11th, 1991. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. All right, before we get into the 100th episode, I want to give some quick shout-outs to people that helped make 100 episodes possible, and I want to read a few list of names. These are the thank yous to special guests and co-hosts that have appeared over the course of 100 episodes. Olivia Mullins, Anthony Conrad, Stuart Murray, Tom Panarese, Richard Knepp, Michael and Andrew Leyland, Tim Jirasi, Luke from Gotham Central, Robin the Web Series cast, Andy DiGenova, Justin Kowalski, Peter Vera, Donovan Morgan Grant, Jay Yaws, Chris Clow, Michael Bailey, Jason Chapman, Stephen Harwood, and my two brothers, Terrence O'Neill, who has appeared on 61 episodes, and my other brother, Ryan Haas, who has appeared on 31 episodes. Thank you to everyone, and thank you to Terrence and Ryan especially for helping me complete this journey to 100. This is just the starting point. So, like I like to say on every episode, you're listening to Robin Everyone Loves a Drake comic podcast, and welcome to 100 episodes of the show. This is the Irredeemable Shag from the Fire and Water Podcast Network, and you're listening to Robin. Everyone loves the Drake. This is one of those clever edits I do into the show, and I knew that when Terrence and Ryan and I recorded the 100th episode, that that was not going to be the original opening of the show, and I'm sure at some point. They both knew, like, Rob is probably going to do something different here for the intro of the show. And this is also a way that 
I get to introduce the little blurb when I went to Motor City Comic Con earlier this year. I got a chance to have the Jim Lee experience. I get him to autograph a few things. And I was able to ask a few questions to him from the panel that he was doing. So this is the audio of the two questions. He's mic'd. I'm unfortunately not. So I'm having to boost up the audio for the show. So hopefully you can hear the questions I ask him. It's only uh, barely a couple minutes long, but uh, I thought this would be a fitting way to start off the 100th episode of Robin, Everyone Loves the Drake. How do you feel how do I feel about Hush? Um, it's uh, I'm I'm happy that it's finally happening. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I've read some of the the feedback already online, and 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 it ranges generally from uh, why did you change the look or the art style? Uh, but I know that if they faithfully copied the trade paperback. The sentiment would be, why did you waste my time and try to copy something that is so unbelievably magnificent and amazing? <laughs> no one would ever say that online. What are you talking about? They would say, like, why are you, why are you, why are you copying something I've already seen? You know. So I, I think, to the creator's credit, they knew that there would, there would be that risk because uh, so many people love the original series. But I think it's all about. Um, you know, being faithful to it, but also doing something different. So, if you've read the graphic novel or the series, um, it is not a direct one-to-one -one translation of it. So you will still be shocked at the turns and twists. And uh, there's a, if, I think they revealed the um, box cover art, and you'll see that there's no hunt Huntress was replaced by Scarecrow. Scarecrow plays a bigger role in it. So I, I actually redrew Scarecrow and finished the art. And so I still feel, um, yeah, I still feel attached to it. So yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see what you guys think. With that, yeah. we know that Tim Drake is getting a new I, you know what? Tim Drake is celebrating the anniversary this year, isn't it? 30 years. 30 years. So let's, let's hear for Tim Drake. Stand up, sir. Right? <laughs> he reminded me of this fact. I was like, Tim, who? What? No. So, so like, with, with yeah. that, with Dennis wanting to do something new for Tim, right. to go all the way up to the food chain to you guys to improve designs or go, well, it's not in the style of the character, or is it pretty much left to the creators to make their on my, on, uh, I would say most of them are, are done at the editorial level. It's when we do big initiatives where you need to make the line look different enough so that if you put the two together, you don't go like, I don't see a difference. If you don't see a difference, then you know visually it just doesn't work, right? So that's why Rebirth was more impactful because of the return to kind of the, more of a return to the original. So um, the only thing we ask probably is that they don't change so often that it gets confusing. Right? Or if they do something that's really different from what existed before, then, then it gets higher up. It goes further up the food chain. Yeah. I'd let him know if I were you. He's not always in such a good mood. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 100 of Robin, Everyone Loves the Drake comic podcast. All three Drakes are in the house. 
Terrence and Ryan. Let's start with Terrence. Buddy, how have you been? Hey, long time no chat. I, I had to uh, cut my uh, Burning Man weekend a little bit short here to fly <laughs> back so I could do the podcast, but that's okay. And uh, I've been enjoying your interviews and I've been enjoying the music that you've played for each one. So I think for Ryan and I being here in North Carolina, you've got to play uh, Rock You Like a Hurricane. <laughs> we may oh, not be here by the end of the week. Dorian's coming for us. and I've they been keep happening. Yeah, school started. I'm looking at my old lesson plans, and it's like, oh, school was closed for a couple days for Matthew. And last year, school was closed for a couple days for that other, I can't remember the name of it, last year's hurricane. So The one that ruined my Mario Brothers screening. That's oh, what yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but it'll hit me. Florence, I think it was. Florence, Florence. I was about yeah. to say Florence. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Rob, before the hurricane Florence. takes us away, you got us here. We, we made it to 100. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, that's funny. My uh, sister, we had a dinner. Uh, my sister's up from uh, South Carolina, and she's like, I'm glad I'm here. She's like, I hope my house doesn't blow away, but that's funny. I was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to two people that are in the Carolinas. She's like... Hope they're not inland <laughs> or, or not out by the uh, ocean. <laughs> yeah, luckily both of us are a good uh, at least 100, 150 miles or so from like the, the beaches and the coast. So we're, yeah, we're somewhat but still. okay. But, we, but yeah, it'll, we, our biggest thing is losing power because it's just <laughs> such a, a nuisance to not have electricity. But <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a first world problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we just heard Ryan's voice. Ryan, sir. Uh, yes. It's uh, it's good to hear your voice and uh, yes. and had seen you. Why I should say I feel like it's recently. Now we're technically almost in the month of September. But you it's and I, it's a decent. It's I was going to say decent memory. It's a distant memory. Distant, yeah, but, it's a decent uh, one. It was it wasn't such what a I thought good time. It's such a good time that I I I personally think the impact of that that uh, conference will be last you know last for years because it really was such a good all-around event yeah like from, from top to bottom I, we, we've talked about it before on the show but just a good like three-day event you know two days being there but having time in beforehand and afterwards and just the the connections i think that people were making and then you know getting to see people like dan mishkin and mike w Barr, or like we're just some of the icings on the cake and yeah you know, costumes were there so that was that was really cool. That's what this episode is. And if you've been listening to The Road to 100, I've probably said it a million times. Um, <laughs> technically, as both my co-hosts are laughing, technically the idea for episode 100 was going to be what you have heard on the preceding seven episodes was, oh, I'm going to do this you know, 10, 15-minute little interview with everybody, and bam, that's episode uh, 100. What Ryan and Terrence don't know is is that Marv Wolfman was supposed to be episode 100 again for the second time, and again that fell through. What? So, <laughs> yeah, you decided to break that on the on the air. I uh, I'm breaking that down on the air. So uh, what he, the heck happened, Rob? Uh, yeah, he's just un. He said I'm currently unavailable at this time. So did it the first uh, time he fell? He right? fell. Yeah. So, so then, and then your term of it fell through. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, literally, that, actually, yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, I've, sometimes I'm on. I know about this too, just from trying to like get people scheduling. Either not just it's hard to get regular people scheduled right. for a podcast. Okay, first of all, second of all, 
whenever I do try to do stuff like for my Mario Brothers site for interviews or even for like BOF podcasts to try to get some comic book creative people on, it's almost like, and you know this too, Rob, it's mm-hmm. like whenever they say they can record is when you do it. That's and right. Sometimes like you you it's hard, and sometimes you just gotta keep trying and, and until you actually are able to 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 nail down their their, their schedules. Well, don't give it. No, no, no. I'm not going to. Um, but with, like, as far as everybody else is, you know, listening to this, that when he had taken his fall, I had taken a day off of work because he's like, "Oh, I want to do this at two o'clock in the afternoon." Like you said, all right, yeah. And you're like, "I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to take I'm, off work." <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take off work. Took a vacation day, and then the time was like, "All right, I'm sending emails out," and then. Like, I'm not hearing any reply. That's that's kind of odd. We've been kind of corresponding back and forth. And as I'm waiting for a reply, I'm scrolling through Facebook going, oh, Marv Wolfman has taken a fall and is canceling Comic-Con conventions. And I'm like, oh, I don't think he's going to do this today. And I did get a reply uh, later on in the day, like, sorry, you know, I'm unable to. So that fell through. I'm sorry to keep saying that. But <laughs> he's he's doing better. I've I've spoken to him since then. But... A cool thing had happened because of that is I thought, I'm going to go to Plan B and do these interviews with other podcasters that I haven't had a chance to have on the show, or maybe they were on way back when, like Tom Panarese was very early into the show, and then this wonderful thing happened. Instead of it being a 15-minute interview, as you've been hearing, they've been coming like our interviews in and of themselves, and it's been funny to ask a yes or no question and get seven totally different answers out of the people that have been on the show. Currently, while we're recording this episode 99, you should have done one with Rick shoe. I, the funny thing was I had sent out, I was told uh, Terrence this earlier. Like if you're setting up a party, you know, okay, I'm going to send out a whole bunch of invites. (laughs) Podcast party. Yeah. A podcast party. You know, if you're having a party for your kids graduating school and you're like, all right, I'm going to send out, you know, a bunch of invitations. You can probably bank on a third or a fourth of those people aren't going to show. I sent out nine invitations and nine people said yes. And I only had seven episodes in which to do it. So there were a couple people that didn't get a chance to be part of it. And Rick shoe was on my short list. And after I got nine replies, I'm like, I can't send out another one. Cause I don't, I don't have any more openings. So the other two people, We'll be on future episodes, and they're they're all cool with that. But this was a celebration of yes, it's the 30th anniversary of Tim Drake this year, and it coincides with the show. But also, it being our hundredth episode, like you had said, Ryan, it's the the most everything that we've done is the three of us have talked so long of like why we like Tim Drake and going through these issues. It was really cool to get other people's perspectives of where they came into Tim Drake and just all the different answers that uh, we got through it. So that was a lot of fun. I think that was a nice little break for the three of us to kind of have getting back into school or work or summer or whatever those things are. So I just want to say a big thank you to both of you guys for being on the show and uh, getting us here to 100. I just wanted to say a couple things about your show. So the first one was with uh, episode 93 with uh, Donovan Morgan Grant. And I listened to that one and I was like, oh, no. 
he sounds so much better than I ever did. I, I was like, oh, I was like cringing of like how I sound on the podcast compared to him. I'm like, Rob is never going to have me back on. He's like, I've been working with amateurs, uh, but he is he is just such a good podcaster. Yeah. Do well, that wonder- reminds me of Rob. Rob was telling us just today that he was going back and listening to old shows and oh, how man. much how much better we are now than we were then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, I just would say with Donovan, Donovan and I really wanted to get Tim Drossi. He was one of the other ones. Donovan and Tim are the two big reasons why this show even exists in the in the first place. You know, Terrence and I were on Bat Fans, and Terrence was on before I was. And I think I was doing my action figure reviews on YouTube. And just being part of TBU, I got an email from Dustin saying, hey, there's going to be a commentary track for a Batman animated series episode. Does anybody want to be a part of it? I think maybe Donovan was in that. And I said, oh, I'll I'll do one. And it happened to be Robin's Reckoning. I'm like, oh, I love that episode. Hmm. So I got on that one. We just did a commentary track for part one and part two. And then I got an email, I think... I don't know if it was from you, Terrence, or maybe it was from Tim. Like, hey, that was really good. Do you want to come on an episode of Bat Fans? So we did. I did a couple episodes of Bat Fans, and then that kind of started me doing about a year, year and a half on Bat Fans. And then when Terrence and I stepped down, I was like, I still want to do something. So if it hadn't been Did you step down? Did you fall through? I I fell through, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Took a fall. If I had not replied to that email, I don't know... I if I would have done podcasting at all, it was something I had been listening to for a couple of years, but uh, I really want to thank Donovan for you know, just doing that. And he and I have been you know, emailing back and forth for the last couple of years of trying to get him on and schedules just, you know, here we are back to talking about schedules again, but it just quite didn't work. So uh, yeah, Donovan was a blast to have on. It was just deep with, you know, information and things that, you know, he liked. And I told Terrence, it's really funny when somebody's like, I like the one year later costume. Yeah. I love the one year later costume. I don't like the one year later costume. Yeah. I'm not sure I do either. I'm like, I just, <laughs> I'm like, uh, a flag blowing in the wind, you know, back and forth. I think it just, I get caught up in the, whoever is uh, engaging in the conversation at the time. But yeah, Donovan was, uh, was a blast to have on. And then the next episode was uh, 94 with uh, Jay Yaw. I'm saying his name, Yaws. Jay Yaws. Yaws. Yep. Yaws. He was so yeah. cool. I, he, he was, he was like, such a nice dude. Yeah. He, yeah. Like I was listening to that and I, I've never met him. Don't really listen to his podcasts that much. Or, and I'm like, I feel like I know this guy. Like, didn't I sit next to this guy at lunch? Like, didn't I like meet <laughs> this guy at the comic book store? And we were like talking about like some graphic novel. Like he just had that like feel of like, I've known this guy before. He, he was really cool. Yeah. And, you know, he and I are doing the Everyone Loves Young Justice podcast, and that kind of got spurred. We were doing that, I think we had recorded two episodes, two or three episodes beforehand, and I was like, I, I'd like you to do, you know, the 100th episode of The Drake. And he said, oh, I would love to. But like you said, he's like right from the get-go, hadn't spoken to him uh, other than through Twitter and just sending messages back and forth. And instantly on the mic, he was, like you said, like somebody 
that I would play in a band with. He. Oh, you're he talking played. about the Young Justice podcast. Yeah, the Young Justice podcast. Yeah. Okay. I thought you, I thought you were talking about episode 100. For- well, no, saying that we had recorded a couple episodes of Young Justice and said, uh, "Hey, I'd like you to do the uh, the Drake 100th uh, episode, which be- would become his own." But even on you know Young Justice, just very very cool, very easy to talk to, and he is a musician. He plays bass, so we have that you know rhythm section, you know banner back and forth of shorthand. So um, yeah, he was he was another a good get to get on and uh really cool guy comics now go check out his show he's doing a, a fantastic job over there mm-hmm. and to do a uh, second degree of kevin bacon uh, type of plug we also had jay oz on bof episode 139 which was one of our what i like to call evergreen shows that was a good episode we yes where we it, it's uh dissecting batman's no guns no killing rule and that's where i had I got like a podcast all stars from around the the uh, the community because I wanted varying opinions and stuff. So that has me, Chris Clow, Scott McClellan from the Suicide Squad cast, and Jay Oz. Mm-hmm. What you know? What a storied and eclectic group of people talking about that no guns, no killing rule, and it is a fantastic episode. Oh yeah, not yeah. because I'm in it, but because they we, it's a great discussion. Yeah. So 95 is a guy who I would like to be on a podcast with one day. I've, I've interacted with him on uh, social media back and forth, and that was Chris Clow. Because the thing about Chris Clow is he's so smart. He's so intelligent. But yet usually people in this like field of like uh, pop culture critiquing who are really, really smart are such arrogant jerks, which maybe I'm – Yeah, he's to. like – he no, yeah. that's he, he is able to be so brilliant and so intelligent but yet not come off as arrogant. Not be an a-hole. And, Very and humble. Exactly. And, and that's so rare in this like field of what what – yeah. Uh, people are doing so i really admire the stuff he's written and the, the things he's been on and didn't he get started on batman on film wasn't he on like the old yeah. show yeah yeah well that's why i literally just brought up that same batman on film 139 that chris is on as well because he's he loves batman he loves superman he loves spider-man and but he's very well read well well articulated you know i can't even say well articulated not, not <laughs> yeah. like us and uh, <laughs> well articulated he read so, good <laughs> he did talk good but uh <laughs> but yeah i yeah he's great and um he he did get his start on on BOF he's he, both writing and and um on the podcasts we actually it's kind of funny, like what we're like ex- almost ex- the same age. We're a couple months apart in age, and we both started on BOF in maybe the same month in 2006. He was we and we both were doing comic reviews. I think he was doing Nightwing, and I was and I started off doing Robin, and so yeah, so we were both part of BOF that whole time, and then he's you know gone off from there and has done all kinds of stuff like Movies dot com and things like that. So. Video game consoles, yeah. podcasting, yeah, comics on consoles, consoles. Yeah, and yeah. and he's got that Discovery Debrief, Star Trek podcast, and yeah, he's great. Yeah, you want to talk about being you know intimidated by you know some of the people that are on there. Chris was one. Like normally, I'll just I'll have loose notes. I was trying to really stick to notes, and <laughs> you know, like I don't want to screw up in front of Chris. But like partway through, it was just like. He's just a dude. We're just talking, and uh, and you were like, "You talk good. <laughs> you, you, you talk. You talk so party." No, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, that that was that was a highlight of doing that. That was again, that was somebody that I had been wanted to have on, but that was like I don't know if I'm gonna. I almost chickened down and didn't send him something. Oh, yeah. but uh, I, I was so glad I did. And you and know, that's why f- podcasts like that. Part of being a podcaster is almost being self-serving and like I just want to have a fun conversation with yeah. this person or that person. And this that whole road to a hundred series was such a good like excuse, I guess, to get somebody on your show and have a fun conversation and with. That, and there yeah. was no homework. I mean, it's it's fun yeah. with, when the three of us are reading books and talking about them, which is you know well, we are it, only so much fun. Yeah, but <laughs> I can only do so much. But when you just have that moment to just sit down and talk to somebody, that's where you can kind of really start to just to dig in and like you know we, we like the same stuff. Yeah, episode ninety six. Andy D. Genova. I want to be Andy D. Genova when I grow up. I mean, he just seems like he, he lives the coolest life. Like, he's always, like, so chill and laid back. And, and just, chipper. Hey, he's just downright yeah. chipper. Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah, I'm just living in China now, and I work. I, I don't know if he wants to say where. He, he's got a cool job, let me say that. He's posted it on some social media, what his job yeah. is. And yeah. I, I don't know if that's private Well, he or works not. in the, the – no, I mean, he works in the theme park. Theme park, yeah. Theme, yeah we could say that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like he said that like on a, shows. Oh, he has? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he just just a cool guy. And I loved it in the beginning when he, you played his um, Nightwing kind of. Uh, oh, that was amazing. Such a great yeah. Nightwing. Yeah, and we had like, him on, on the audio drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And when I was hearing that again, it was making me realize what made that audio drama so darn good, which I know we'll talk about later. But it's because it wasn't actors it wasn't people who like well this is what i learned in my third year of acting school it was just like well, rick shoe was in that isn't it okay uh, except come for on rick shoe <laughs> yeah except for his part uh, it was just so it had that feel of just like people doing it for fun and it, it had that feel of just like i don't know like it it was coming out natural and his his audio clip you could use that to blackmail him if you listen to it uh, you, yeah you know, show you something down below yeah <laughs> well yeah you know, terrence always goes there yeah i know i yeah. can't help it uh, yeah. just go back and listen to episode 69 <laughs> yeah. and then um the next one is uh episode 97 was uh, Justin Kowalski, and he is another one who's just like the coolest guy on earth. Like, it, well, you've been on one of his shows because you won a contest. Yeah, and he was so nice because my audio was like crapping out on me, and it was not <laughs> working. And he was just so nice about it, not like, all right, oh. well, we'll just have to like do this some other time and never call me. Like he tried, and he and I'm like, I don't know what's ama- every time I like I'm on someone else's show, my my audio is terrible, and I'm like embarrassed by it. But he he reminded me of that guy in high school. You know, that guy in high school who was just like super cool but yet he was like into nerd stuff and you're like why does he get to be into nerd stuff and is still cool and yet I'm the nerd into nerd stuff you know like you know, <laughs> what? Yeah. we like the same everyone likes him yeah like yeah. we're in class and the teacher's like uh, what? everyone has to say their favorite show and I'm like Star Trek and people are like uh nerd uh, did you then, wear hats and vans though like Justin Kowalski yeah I did not no so there, yeah. that might be part of it he's just and he seems like on, on social media too like he's a great father great husband great podcaster yeah. he's just like all around, like super cool, but yet he sounds like a jerk. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> oh man, he's he's an and he's a fantastic Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he was our Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's done so. I mean, he's he was part of Bof for a couple years there, and we we did lots of shows together. I think like if you my favorite shows with him, like go back and listen to like uh, I think it's like ninety six point five or something where we like have a big 
not knockout drag out fight per se, but a very <laughs> heated back and forth on all the perceived issues of the Dark Knight Rises. That's yeah, one that of my was favorite so episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah, because I we we really like. We were, we settled the debate essentially uh, in my favor on that episode, and, <laughs> and um, but, yeah, I, re- you know, I remember him crying in defeat at the end of it, right? Yeah, he yeah. said like, "You really changed my mind," and <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm glad we had this show. So, but yeah, and he's like done a lot of. He did the show branding for Everyone Loves the Drake. He's uh, done the show branding for the upcoming. Yes, by the time this shows up, the Agent of the Bat Azrael podcast should be well along hopefully <laughs> but yeah he's done the he's done the branding for that he uh he sent me a goomba head <laughs> from the mario brothers movie in the mail because he's uh he's related to the people <laughs> that worked on the movie like oh, wow. so he's a wow. he's a he's a cool dude <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah he's like in high school there'd be like some kid hanging out with you like why are you hanging out with us you're you're way cooler than us like well, you should be with those popular kids like what are you doing here and you know that that's what he reminds me of sorry what were you gonna say rob no i i was gonna say speaking of branding he is also has done the branding knock on wood i haven't got the final <laughs> images yet by the time we're recording this but he's doing the all new layout for everyone loves the drake and there are t-shirts now for the podcast what courtesy of everyone loves the drake justin kowalski so uh, yeah he has done all of our new rebranding and we have our own personal robin r logo that you could have on a mug a cup a, a pillow a throw blanket uh, a ramon cd cover there you go justin so thank you brother and uh episode 98 i just listened to it just a couple hours ago it came out about 10 days ago tom panneries he he was great he's he's so knowledgeable of like the the 80s and 90s comics like he just pulls these teen titan issues just like in issue 27 in issue 55 i'm like how does he re- oh yeah that? that's yeah that is but encyclopedic the, comic knowledge yeah but then yet he's like an old grandpa like but i haven't read a comic since 1994 he's like, <laughs> he's, like I, he's like i looked at the solicitations for new 52 but when i saw who was writing it i threw my computer out the window and <laughs> went and burned down the local comic book store and you know maybe i'll read young justice one of these days so but uh yeah he, had you done he, he he'd been on your show had you been on his show no i have not that was like he was planning that i think he got into doing a couple other podcasts he was doing one he was trying to set up an interview with chuck dixon which i haven't gone back and actually found out if he had gotten through yet because he's covering the the marvel the nom books that uh, chuck had written you know back in the 80s 90s or wherever and I think he was just starting that. He was trying to get that off the ground, so pop culture kind of slipped behind a little bit. So he's like, we were trying to work something out, and I think time just got away from us. That's the fumbling answer there. And as of this recording, episode 99 is not out. Who is on that one? That is Mr. Michael Bailey. He is one of the first podcasters that I can remember listening to, aside from the Gotham Knights podcast. I think that's what the podcast was that turned into Bat Fans. He does... He's like the grand poobah, as, as he's referred to. Um, he does. Uh, he's on the Superman homepage uh, from Crisis to Crisis podcast. He has Batman Bailey's podcast and uh, Views from a Long Box is one of his uh, big podcasts that he has. And uh, right now he has the Overlooked Dark Knight where they're looking at comics from the 80s and 90s, actually 70s and 80s, and then the animated series comic books that don't get a lot of love, and he's doing that with Andrew Leyland. Fantastic guy, and was one of the first podcasters I looked up to and was 
extremely nervous about asking him to do the show. There was a Superman-Tim Drake crossover that I chickened out asking him to be a part of, right, Was I as I was getting the show off the ground. So I asked my good buddy, Stu Murray, to do that episode with me. I think that was episode 16, I think that's what that one was. And then I got up enough gumption when the audio drama came out. He does the voice of Jor-El and Mr. Oz. So uh, oh, okay, he's just fantastic. Go check out Michael Bailey. I cannot recommend his shows enough. And just one of the coolest guys. And he is currently at Dragon Con right now. And I believe that's in Georgia. And he hit me up. He got asked last minute to facilitate the 30th anniversary of Tim Drake down there and run it. He's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not a Tim Drake guy. He's like, but I know somebody that is. So he said, I had this blind spot after the two thousands of what Tim Drake was doing. So I actually helped him. Right. You should have just sent him your, uh, your panel from, uh, (laughs) from the Batman conference. And that's kind of what I did. I sent him the bullet notes from that and then a bunch of slides and images so we could have. So I think, Right now, as we are literally recording this, he just finished his panel at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time So for Tim Drake. So I'm kind of curious how that went for him. Yeah, and uh, I guess well, let me just say a big thank you to all those guys who are on the show. And also a big thank you to all the listeners who've been listening in the past 100 episodes, all the great people who interact on social media. And Rob, in all seriousness, you started this podcast. You've made it. There's so many podcasts that start and fizzle out, and uh, you do all the work. I, I just get on and talk. Ryan, it comes on, and you know, we just we just kind of talk. You do all the editing. I've, you do. Everything. I've said it yeah. before that I, you know, I'm part of way too many podcasts. Trademark, but um, <laughs> this is always like the most effortless podcast to be on it's it's such a joy to be part of this podcast because i do fun things and i not that the other podcasts are fun (laughs) rick you know i know although i know rick's not listening because he doesn't read comics or listen to podcasts he just wants to talk about star wars force ghosts but you know i I, it's it's fun to be able to just chill out read a couple of tim drake comics because you know ever so painfully slowly going through all, all of the chronology read a comic book just get on a show talk with my buddies and have a good time with it and and then I, that's all i have to do i don't have to edit a show i don't have to do anything there was one one show i did i did i forgot which episode was that rob do you remember that i did the uh introduction for and i did your job for I, one episode yeah and i can't remember which that was because i i'm had it was going. one of the, it was it was like a show where was it one of the after the washing machine explosion where like it was yeah. half of the episode where you and Terrence were talking, and then I recorded yes. like the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that had to been right around like sixty nine. Well, no, it was it was after that. It was probably right around the eighties, probably like eighty four, eighty five, something like that. It wouldn't be an ELTD podcast if I didn't make some error, have to make some edit here. Hello, everyone, folks. The episode that I was trying to remember off the cuff is I was close. I was close there. It's actually episode 78 that Ryan did the intro for, and he explained that we were going to do this King Snake story, and Ryan had actually got sick during the uh, scheduled time of that podcast. So Terrence and I regrouped and did a single issue 
of the Robin Impulse story, and then Ryan tacked on the intro to episode 78. So, okay, back to the show. I wonder how many edits are going to be in this episode. Hey, it's the Drake. It's what we do. I'll go back and edit because I'm I'm going through them as we're <laughs> as we're going through the show. Uh, since we've done that, going back through the uh, road to 100, I did want to ask you guys a couple things. I think we've probably talked about a couple of these before, but what led you to join this show specifically, and what was your like history with podcasts before? You know, what was the first podcast like? What led you to go? Oh, hey, I'm going to check out this podcast. What the heck is it? Let's start with uh, Ryan. And you mean like podcasts in general, listening? Yeah, pod, podcasts in general. Like, what, so, why did you even think to se- seek one out? So I, I think. Well, and I, I don't think I know. A lot of people in in the geek circle would attribute their love and interest in podcasts directly to Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. and that is where I first heard about what a podcast was and everything, and. You know, Smodcast kept the podcast that uh, the main flagship podcast that Kevin Smith does with Scott Mosier most of the time is like that's one of the mo- longest running, o- oldest podcasts. I mean, there were other ones around the time, but like I think he started those in what two thousand six, seven, like something like that. Yeah, yeah, like when podcasting was really new. And I even got into Kevin Smith because of my friend Matt Whaley, who who's obviously you know. You've been on some shows, BOF shows mm-hmm. with him, Rob, and he's going to be my co-host for uh, for the Drake podcast. And actually, or not Drake, the Azrael podcast, okay. and he lied on it. But he got me into Kevin Smith, and then before it was Smodcast, and um, around the time Clerks Two came out, there was that he Kevin Smith said that he was going to do some like a he was going to record an audio commentary that you could just download on your phone and then go into the theater and listen to it while you watch the movie in the theater. But that ended up not happening because people started saying like, yeah, but people are going to be pulling their phones out in theaters and people are going to think that they're you're trying to record the movie and it's going to be weird. People aren't going to understand it or something. So that didn't happen. But what ended up happening was they ended up making a Smodcast. And I listened to Smodcast day one, right when it started, episode one. And that was my first podcast. And then it just kind of went on from there uh, with other interests that I have ended up being podcasts and most notably after Smodcast, of course it would be Batman on film Mm -hmm. because I've, I had read Batman on film since I was a middle schooler, you know, since 2008 and since 1998 when the show was, when the website was new. So I've been reading BOF since I was a kid. And then eventually I started writing for the site in in 2006, uh, doing Robin reviews as a, 18 year old or whatever and then and then BOF around the time the dark knight came out in 19 and in 2008 I know my dates uh <laughs> they started the BOF podcast started and then I listened to that religiously All right, up next on the Batman on Film podcast, the end of year podcast, is longtime BOF contributor Ryan Haas. How you doing, Ryan? Hey, Bill. I'm doing good. Okay, Ryan is on today to talk about the Arkham Knight video game that was released back in June. Ryan did a 100% completion review that was posted on Batman on Film a few weeks ago. If you are a gamer and you are and you are a big fan of the game, it's a really good review that goes through, well, the entire game. That's why it was 100% completion. So... 
Ron, just before we get started here, what was, what was your overall thoughts about the rollout and the delay and, and then just the whole release itself when it, when it finally hit the uh, store shelves back this past summer? Well, the, the whole hype surrounding Arkham Knight was gigantic. I mean, if you compare it, like it's almost like the equivalent in the video game world is like The Dark Knight Rises a few years ago mm-hmm. because when the original game in this franchise came out, Batman Arkham Asylum, it was totally unexpected. People were blown away, but the game industry as a whole was just like, this This is re- pretty revolutionary, especially for a licensed product. And so every game released in the series since then has been as good as you could hope mm-hmm. for in terms of quality and story and everything. So they had hyped the Arkham Knight up so much that it was, you know, this first major game like this on the next-gen consoles, PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 and Xbox One and stuff like that. And and the, and for the Batman fans, it's supposed to be a story that, like, ends the trilogy, you know, ends mm-hmm. this entire, this part of the franchise, I guess. Yeah, so it kind of went from there, and then just listening to other podcasts, you know, it's Batman, Kevin Smith stuff, and video game stuff is usually what I like. And of course, there are so many podcasts now that any interest has something yeah. for you. Like we've talked about it on this show, even there are there are multiple podcasts dedicated to Jim Varney's Ernest P. Worrell, and they are <laughs> fantastic. If you guys look up, I mentioned this before. If you look up Ernest Goes to Podcast, it is one of the most buoyant, articulate podcasts you will ever listen to, and it's a character analysis show about Ernest P. Worrell, and it is amazing. So I love that, and that kind of stuff has always inspired me to do other things that trying to fill gaps that aren't in the internet that I'm trying to fill, like the Super Mario Brothers the Movie Archive which doesn't have a podcast, but probably should, and this upcoming Azrael podcast, because the one doesn't exist, and I want to make that happen. <laughs> so I, I like being part of that world and trying to contribute to things and have and, and, and trying to represent... I'm not saying I'm the best of fandom, but I'm trying to create a place somewhere for fandom to be good. That's cool. And I think that this show is very important to... to support that in, in a lot of ways and, and that's and it's great to be a part of it in terms of like me podcasting that started uh in relative relatively recently although i've done it must be hundreds of podcasts i ended up doing a few podcasts here and there related to the super mario brothers movie archive website because other people that had podcasts would want to interview me and my partner steve and applebaum about that movie and about our work on the website. And then I was already a fan and had done stuff for Batman on film and their podcast stuff got overhauled in late 2015 is when it relaunched, you know, with Bill and Rick and then following year in early 2016 was when Bill and Rick and Justin and then me all started doing the BOF podcast together, leading up to Batman V Superman, Dawn of Justice. And then, and then we did that for a couple of years, and then I, magically somehow I'm I'm in, completely in charge of the BOF podcast now, and I'm just doing it all myself, you know, editing it myself and uh, facilitating shows and 
having to be the Rob of, of BOF <laughs> podcasting. So I'm trying to make life easy and fun for everybody on that show and then do all the hard and heavy lifting <laughs> for that show. So so what do you got, Terrence? Oh, man. So I uh, first uh, Batman on film kind of came on my radar when Batman Begins came out. But I don't think they had a podcast at that time. I don't think, right? No, nope, not it, until it, The Dark Knight. Yeah, it was just, just their website, and I was going there to get some information. So I kind of knew about that. And I had... Um, I had really just kind of lost interest in a lot of this stuff at that time because, and I, I really enjoyed your guys' panel at the uh, uh, Bowling Green. But one thing that was kind of missing that is a little perspective that I, I you guys just couldn't go into, but that period when <laughs> Batman and Robin ended and Batman Begins, that dark time, it it wasn't. Those were the dark ages yeah. of fan of ba- being a Batman yeah, fan. Yeah, because yeah. It, for real, it wasn't just that we didn't have a Batman film coming out. There was like very little momentum towards a Batman film, and the only yeah. DC movies that came out during that time were Steel with Shaquille O'Neal and Catwoman with and Halle Catwoman. Berry. So yep. it was like... Oh Amazing. My, it was just yeah. awful, right? So when Batman Begins was coming out, I, I really didn't have much interest in it. Uh, but then, well, I, and, and, and even and if you go back to our BOF shows talking about Batman mm-hmm. Begins, like people like Rick even said like it was such a hard sell at the time it being a reboot. Rick was like, I didn't. I thought that was. Why would I care about this? Who who wants to see another Batman movie after yeah. Batman and Robin? Yeah, it was such a stigma. And even that many years later, can you imagine that happening today? I mean, Spider Man yeah. gets rebooted after two years or one year or whatever, and yeah. there had to be that number of years for a Batman reboot. Re- and reboot was not a brand new word. Well, then. and and that was the thing too. Was like the, that image of the tumbler had come out, which was so foreign from any Batmobile we had ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So we were yeah. kind of like, "What are they doing? What the what?" And the thing <laughs> I kept hearing, and maybe this was from the studio, maybe it was just from fandom, but that it was a prequel, that it was going to be a Batman prequel, and then at some point it changed to reboot. Which so I don't know if that was just because prequels were big because of Star Wars, and that's how they that, were selling it. But my theory on that is because it. The movie was so different that prequel was the only buzzword that anybody related to it was able to attribute to it. Like, it's a prequel, but only because it it's Batman's origin, and we haven't seen that before. Yeah. Much in the way of when this Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix that's mm-hmm. about to come out, when that movie first got announced, what what was it announced as in the trades? A Joker, a, pre- origin, yeah, a Joker yeah. origin movie. Yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not what this film is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In any traditional sense of the word. So. Yeah. Oh, man. That opened a can of worms. Now I want to talk about the Joker. Forget me. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, So Batman on film was on my radar because of that. And as I, I, I started to like Batman Begins and all that, it was always in the back of my mind. So then The Big Bang Theory, I think it was the first season. I started watching that, and I hadn't got back into comics. Oh, my but, gosh. That started in 2005 as well, didn't it? Is that 2005? Yeah. And there was an episode where Sheldon and this other guy got in a big argument about Battle for the Cow and who should be the, the, the heir oh to Batman. Oh, my gosh. Mm. And I was like, what are they talking about? And they mentioned Jason Todd on it. And I'm like, did he just say Jason Todd on it? Like, it was so foreign for me at that time that they would talk about this on tv oh now. on like, tv yeah and you know what you know what the big bang theory also mentions the super mario brothers movie it was oh, the yeah. punchline oh, yeah. of an entire episode yeah isn't that crazy yeah 
and now like everyone knows who Tony Stark is and you know, Iron Man and like it's it's the the world has changed so much but and for the better but um <laughs> so that got me back into comics so I went back to the comic book store and I was buying the Grant Morrison title and I'm like what the heck is going on in this book like I had no and I'm like it's it's good I could tell it's quality and Tony Daniels' art was amazing, but I, what is going on here? So I, that led me to the internet to start looking for just some answers, some synopsis, I, I, anything. And that's where I found the, uh, the, the Batman, um, gosh, uh, the Dark Knight uh, uh, website. I forget what it's called. Dark Knights or something. Gotham Knights. That's what Gotham it was. Gotham Knights, yeah, yeah. Gotham Knights. And they had a podcast, and I didn't even know what it was. I was just listening through it on the computer. I didn't even have it on my iPod or anything like that. I just click and listen to it. And those guys had no clue what was going on either. But I was like, oh, at least I'm not alone. Like they would review the comic, <laughs> and I, and and so um, the two guys, two of the guys on there, actually three of the guys, Gary, I think his name was Gary, Dane, and Tim, were on the the, the podcast a lot. And then that site collapsed the guy who was running it in england like quit it. it it's it's gone now bill's three guys moved over to the batman universe and at the same time i started listening to the batman on film the very first rendition of it with um all the people and really enjoyed that podcast and then i'd listen and bat fans was uh dane and tim and i think gary left and it was dane and tim and I, I really wanted to be on a podcast. I'm like, I want to be on this. I want to talk about this. And I had this feeling. Yeah, of, that's how I was for years. I was like, I want to do I can do that. Yeah, I just wanted to do it. So I'm like, you know, I think these. I talk good. And, and this, is, this, <laughs> this is. I'm no Chris Cloud, but I can speak. Rob, yeah. you need to cut all these together and make that the yeah. cold open. I, it's got to be. That's what I might know. I, I, all I wrote down is I talk good. Yeah. I, so I thought, you know what? Dane and Tim, like these, these guys could be my in like if i could just like stalk them and just like write them fan mail like maybe they'll have me on as a guest i in crayon i wrote a big thing i talk good and mailed it to them <laughs> you know and I, I cut out like newspaper letters from the newspaper and put it nice. in there, put me on the show or else no so and this is really lame to say i'm kind of embarrassed by this but what the heck i would like write them emails all the time like oh that was a great show i didn't even listen to the show i just see they posted a show now okay so so the first yeah. part of that was fine because yeah. I was like, oh, okay, sure, you're being a fan. The second part yeah. is borderline insane. Terrence. It is. Come on now. <laughs> it would. I wouldn't have time, and I'd be like, oh, episode. Wait, 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 no. That is the equivalent. You've mentioned this before. That's the equivalent of people writing these weird, long, well, no, maybe not weird, but these long pontificating letters to comic books. If just to, and being outlandish just to get into the letter exactly. section. It Remember, was. like you were saying, like that people uh. would just they clearly they didn't even yeah. read the episode. They're just trying to get into trying to get noticed. <laughs> but, but keep in mind, I did say it was embarrassing. So was <laughs> you embarrassing. did, you did, because because yeah. you said it. You said it was embarrassing, and then you said part A, and I was like, well, that's not so. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I want to like Tim and Dane used to always complain that like no one listened to the podcast. Like, oh, I don't know why we're doing this. No one listens. And then on one of the podcasts, he goes, uh, oh, no one's no one listens to this. And I think Tim's like, well, I know one guy listens and he goes all right well terrence listens but what's it and I, I, was, I was listening to it on headphones and i was going for a walk and i i went came running to my house i'm like they just mentioned me on the podcast they just mentioned me on the podcast but in my mind i was thinking like gee i don't even really listen that much either i'm the, the one fan mail so they invited me nice enough on the show and i was pulling it up it was episode uh 15 and it was uh from october 26 2012 
But this week we have um, a guy named Terrence. Terrence, say hello to the, to the good people. The good two other, or the good, yeah, three, two or three other people <laughs> that listen to this podcast besides you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, be hard to top Bob last week. He was pretty. He's like the guy who invented Batman podcasting. But I'll, I'll do my best. So. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do fine, but um, yeah, Terrence is an old listener of ours. He uh, came over with us to the Batman universe, and he's one of only three people that reviewed us on iTunes, so that's pretty good, um, <laughs> and he's he's only three or four confirmed listeners that we have, so <laughs> yeah. that's, that's pretty good. That's <laughs> much appreciated. By old, do you mean... Um Long-time listener or just old in general? Because I, I think I've got you guys beat by about a decade. So <laughs> <laughs> I think both ways, both ways. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the other week Tim said he was nine when um, Batman the Animated Series came on, and I was 19 when it came on, so I know <laughs> I've got beat by a decade. <laughs> Finally, I'm not the oldest one on the podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Terrence. And so I did the show with them, which was crazy because Dane is in Hawaii and Tim is in California and I'm in North Carolina. And, you know, back to 2016, Skype and the Internet wasn't quite what it was. And I don't know how well the Internet is in uh, Hawaii. And we would have all kinds of audio problem and we would have to record when Dane got done with work in Hawaii time. So oh, I, is know, this where that was where you guys were staying up late uh, and like do weird stuff? Yeah. In the morning. In fact, on one of their episodes... Episode five, which I was not on, it actually says the the synopsis for the episode starts with after five hours of internet problems, the Bat fans got a chance to sit down and record a podcast, and like that was par for the course. Sometimes, like sometimes the sun would be coming up, and I'd be like, oh my god, we're still recording. And uh, so then eventually Rob joined the podcast, which I had that somewhere. It was like 2013. I had the episode um, somewhere. You had. On that, um, oh, right here, July fifth, two thousand thirteen, episode thirty-three. Rob joined. Dane had mentioned how he hates on uh, podcasts when the um, hosts talk about what they're drinking. So just to tick Dane off, I want to let him know I'm. I got a big can of Diet Mister Pib right here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really I'm not really drinking diet Mr. Pib, but if you watch The Simpsons you'll get that joke, so Yeah, right. And we also have Hey Rob, who's Ellen? Is that your wife? Yes, yes it is. Oh. I almost said uh Ellen, that's right. <laughs> but we have uh we have Rob from the point five cast. Uh hey. he's here to give his thoughts and let us know how he feels about life. And uh, his tribu- his trials and tribulations. So, uh, Rob, why don't you tell us about those? Uh, life is great, and I'm tribulation-free at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just going to say, Terrence, I'm drinking the better version of what you are. I'm actually drinking Diet Dr. Pepper. Ah, cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, well, I'm actually really drinking green tea with lemon because I'm <laughs> trying to quit soda, but, you know. And I am really drinking Diet Dr. Pepper. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and Dane is furious now. So. Yeah, yeah, I, guess, I guess I'll just mention I'm just having some plain old Aquafina water in a bottle. Okay. <laughs>
and that's where I, I, I got talking to Rob. But between all the technical difficulties and the late time, and my wife had trouble going to sleep if I was still up in the other room talking and all that, I just uh, we, we just kind of couldn't couldn't keep it going. So I, I had to leave, and then Rob was leaving. They've continued. They're all the way up to like episode one eighty something or something. Yeah. At one eighty four was their last episode, so they're still going strong. I still write him a fan mail every week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> love, the, love the episode. Hope they don't listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so then I was like, I still want to do this podcasting thing. I just don't want to do it with someone who's in Hawaii time and I had to stay up. So I, I thought, well, well, Rob would probably want to do the podcast. And I know Rob loves Robin. He, he talks about Robin all the time. So maybe I could convince Rob to do a, a, a Robin podcast. So I sent him an email and I was like, uh, hey, Rob, want to do a Robin podcast? And Rob was like, uh, well, I kind of already am starting one, and I got this thing. And Rob was oh, like, so oh, so you my- asked him, you, so you had the a semi-simultaneously had the same yeah. idea, yeah. but it was after Rob had already started kind of pre-recording yeah. ELT. Right. And it wasn't that I was burning to do a Robin podcast. I just wanted to do a podcast, but I knew Rob liked Robin, so I thought that might be my hook to get Rob. I, I, I said, Robin is good. Want to talk? And then he's I like, talk good. Robin talk. Yeah. He's like, I already, already, already got it. And so, uh, it, but Rob was like very gracious, like, oh, why don't you come on? Why don't you be on it? Why don't you do it with me? And I was like, well, it's your thing. I don't want to intrude. I'll, I'll be a, you know, have me on as a guest. I'll, I'll do a guest. Well, spot. at that time, Rob, why were you not like a podcast needs a co-host? So be the co-host. Like otherwise, I'm literally just talking by myself for an hour and a half every episode. Yeah, that that's how it was for a while. I think you did episode five, and then you didn't come back on till like. 12 and then it was like 16 before you like officially joined in at that point i'm like just friggin say yes <laughs> well yeah you had a few people yeah you had you had a few guests and i kept saying yeah. i want to do prodigal because i really like that storyline and you had mm-hmm. you had a few people lined up so i think it was like a year or a year and a half where i wanted to be the co-host but i didn't want to just step on rob's toes and rob wanted me to be the co-host but he didn't want to intrude on me so it was literally <laughs> That's insanity. We, it was we hemmed and hawed for like a year and a half of like well i'll be on it if you want me to be on it this well, is why well, this yeah. is why you, rob did the did did like 28 episodes without us terrence yeah yeah he I'll wanted show us you on. Guys. He, just, he just did it. So I think it was Rob's <laughs> wife who, who said, you guys got to stop being girls and just you know, <laughs> ask each other or something. Like, man, do you, know what's, yeah. do you want to know what's funny? And I, I am not making this up. But as I was you know, talking about this, she goes, you remember when you and Ryan were like, and you and Ryan, you and Terrence were in love with each other. And you were like, <laughs> do you like me? Yes, no, or maybe. And you both kept circling the maybe box. Yeah. She's like, just friggin' do it already. <laughs> Do you like me or do you like me like me? Or just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, then I think we were just permanent co-hosts. And then um, yeah. I, I still clearly remember it because to me, the gold standard for podcasting and Batman podcasting, but podcasting was the Batman on film podcast. Like that was always yeah. like to me, so, no offense to anybody on the BatmanUniverse.net or any other podcast. That always was like that's the top. That's the peak. That's the apex. Well, what, what, what helped BOF was that – the BOF original, started out. Yeah. Well, they yeah yeah they're authoritative, definitive <laughs> dad gum original. original. Yeah. So they, I mean, the site already had clout. It was it was like one of the first fan sites turned legit sites. Yeah, 
that there was. And then so it had that built-in audience, and that was that really helped get people on board the podcast quicker than building a podcast from the ground up. And, I and think, then it didn't hurt that the podcasts themselves were fantastic. Yeah. yeah, the podcasts were fantastic. Bill definitely had some inside information with the Nolans and definitely didn't abuse that and you know just put up any rumor mill kind of stuff. There was an integrity to that podcast as well. So then I remember Rob like texted me one day and he's like, have you seen Twitter? One of the Batman on Film guys mentioned our podcast. And I was like, no, the Batman on film, guys, no way. And, uh, How did you skip? You skipped forward a few years there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it was just me and Rob talking about Rob. Rob and it wasn't really much that happened. It was like nitpicking every minute detail of every panel. For, you know, yeah. some, some artist had to churn out for a deadline so he could pay his rent. And here's two 40 year old guys nitpicking it. That should have been later. green. He colored it <laughs> yeah. blue. Jackass. Yeah, exactly. Look at all the blue in this. It muscles up yeah. the continuity. There's no way you could type a keyboard that fast. The keys would melt, <laughs> you know. And so, how does Chuck Dixon write every book? <laughs> exactly, he's 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 uh, farming it out like uh, Bob. Oh, Kane. like Bob Kane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, when I say Dixon verse, I really mean the sweatshop. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> lots of people. Chuck Dixon's house. He's got like all these like people like uh, chained to keyboards. You know? Yeah. Um, you type good faster. But yeah, but so then it was like psyched. I was like, oh man, who is it? It's Ryan. We got to get him on. We got to make him a, a co host. And I, I thought having. Th- you went straight to co host instead of like, maybe we should get him on a show. Yeah, well, I, I think we, we said get him on a show. And then when show, he came yeah. on and everything was like going so good, it was like, hey man, we got to get this guy as a co host. And I thought too, if we had three co hosts, it'd be easier because then we could just get two. A, you know to record and, and but then it's like no one wants to like leave someone out so now it's just become harder to try to get all three but i think it's worth it because it's fun to talk to you guys so yeah and then uh then i was like all oh, looking forward to like leading up to 100 and then rob just cut me out of the whole thing leading up to it. he's like i'm gonna talk to these other people and play with their toys and so but uh yeah that's my uh story of uh podcasting just you know lies cheating and deception <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, scum and villainy, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You almost did the Batman mantra right there. Yeah. I had a couple other questions, but I kind of want to go through some other ones. But I think we've all said this before, so maybe just like, what is it about Tim Drake that still connects with you? And you said like, oh, I just wanted to do a podcast, but you've been around here for almost a hundred of these things. And Ryan has been here almost for 30 or 40, if I'm getting my numbers right here, but what is it about Tim Drake that connects with you and not like, you know, why you want to do the show, but what is it about Tim specifically for you guys that the, the character still resonates 30 years later? Let's start with Terrence on this one. So the thing I liked about Tim Drake when I first read it was that I saw a lot of myself in him. I think Tom Panarese, mentioned it in uh, episode 98 a lot about the change that was made in Tim Drake mostly from Jeff John and Jeff John's era where they, they, they made him like some super intelligent genius who was arrogant and kind of had a dark side too and that's not evidence in the books that we've read so far in the beginning and being a young kid he was a young kid he was riding his bicycle to the, you know, the flying graces and circus. I was riding my bicycle, and he never seemed. He seemed like a smart guy, but never super intelligent, never arrogant, which I guess he became in later renditions. And what really has surprised me is just how the quality of these books that we were reading. 
and the integrity in a time, looking back in perspective, in a time when Image Comics and these gimmicks were just dominating the market and there was... As we saw, you know, Guy Gardner, Warrior, which I can't believe Justin Kowalski pulled his Voldarian roots. Like, where, I like, just at the top of his head, like, <laughs> Voldarian powers. It's like, holy crap. Well, that's when he had all the tattoos and stuff. Right, right? the tattoos, yeah. and he could which, morph. Which we can and, yeah. we talk about that if we ever cover Detention Comics. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got my copy already. Same here. But, you know, it was just a good quality comic book that I think a 12-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 40-year-old, a 60-year-old could all just read and enjoy and it never said, like, oh, let's try to be Image. As so many others, Circa, oh, my God, remember what they did with Wonder Woman where she had the black spandex and, like, yeah. the blue top? And Booster Gold was in, like, an Iron Man suit. And it just was an awful time. Even the return of Superman, those, like, four possible Supermen looked like they came right out of an Image comic, especially the Eradicator and stuff, you know. And Robin stayed, like... Just just a good, solid, classic comic book. That's what drew me to it back then. It's why I still like it now. Ryan? I mean, as a character, Tim Drake, I've always thought, he represents... It's, it's funny that to me that it took three Robins to get a version of the character that represents what that sidekick partner and what the, the meaning of Robin is as a symbol and companion to Batman in his mission. I mean, his original inception of, you know, of Robin is more like, well, we need let's let's give Batman a, a kid partner so kids that read the book can have can see themselves, you know, fighting alongside Batman and everything. And then it got a little wonky around the Jason Todd stuff, you know, it it, it was a little it was organic, but it was a little messy. You know, when they mm-hmm. did all that. And so, but Batman himself is always able to remain pretty. I mean, they're never going to change Batman forever. You know, right. like you get at your Azrael, you get your Dick Grayson taking over. But Batman himself, Bruce Wayne, is Batman and he'll always be Batman and he'll always represent what Batman represents. But it's interesting that Tim Drake is the third in this line and tradition of what. Robin is and what Robin means and I still think he's the best example of that and secondly I, I've always thought that he's the best Robin because he he is the best of them he's got the best potential he's he's the he's never he's not necessarily the best fighter or whatever but he's he's got the same detective he, he might surpass Batman as, as the best detective and stuff like that so I just think that he's pretty versatile in terms of how he's been used both with Batman in his solo book as Red Robin you know and and I like I just like the what he represents and I think he's the best version of Robin he doesn't need any gimmicks other than that to be a good character. Hey, and you know, there was a moment too with the Tom Panarisa interview where I said I, well, I could really relate to Tim and where he wasn't super genius and but yet as Ryan was just saying like it makes him the best of the robins too because we saw him become the best of the robins we saw his training and he mentioned the one teen titans issue which i i don't know the number off the top of my head but it's the one where tim goes and 
trains with Dick, and they're at like the circus, and they watch the merry-go-round for sixty-five. For 65. Oh, in in, in uh, yeah, yeah, the, the the yeah, and and Dick is the like, only place of, of of dying, right? Like in that arc, it, it's like a it's couple issues it. after that. Yeah, yeah. it's after. Oh, it's, it's not like part of the arc. No, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. but it could fit because I remember like reading a, that. I remember reading yeah. that. Yeah. If they put it in a trade paperback, it would go seamlessly. But yeah. But there's one as Dick is like, well, have you been paying attention? Did you notice the guy with this? Did you notice that? Did you know? And Tim's like, no, no, I didn't think to. And I'm like, that I can relate to that. I could like even now, my wife will be like, oh, did you did you do the laundry? Yeah, of course I did. Did you put the soap in? Of course I did. Did you put the bleach in? Oh, no. Okay, I'll be right back. You know, like it, it's it's very human, you know. But yet he's he's also the best of them. But yet he's humble at the same time. So it's it's really yeah. just a great character. So this is my weird segue. So as much as we are gushing about Tim Drake, we have an event coming up in Young Justice, which the book, or issue eight, I saw the colorist just received his comps for issue eight, and he was saying in the video I was watching that the book should be out in a little bit. Tim Drake is getting a new code name. And currently, right now, this is the first that I've had a chance to talk to these two guys about the color and the costume for Tim Drake's new Young Justice. So, with issue 100, or episode 100, I was thinking we were going to be able to talk about his name. We don't know it, but we know his color scheme. And it looks like Tim is working for UPS (laughs) with his outfit, so... This could turn into a whole other episode, so maybe we can kind of truncate this a little, a little bit. Uh, I will point you to Young Justice episode eight that Jay Oz and I talked for a half hour just on the the color scheme of Tim Drake. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts, and if this becomes a, the rest of the podcast, it is happy one hundred. What do you guys think <laughs> of the color scheme of Tim Drake's, and how do you? How do you feel about it? Where are you, or what? So let's start with any well, any miny Ryan. <laughs> oh well, okay. So, I mean, I will preface this with I always am a believer of give a thing a shot, mm-hmm. let experience it first, and then critique it. That's why I do things like insane things. Terrence might even think this is like ridiculous. You know, I don't like Gotham, but I watched every single episode of Gotham, so I can tell you unequivocally that I really don't like that show. So give thing number one, give things a shot. Number two, you need context right. to really evaluate things and a truncated, zoomed in panel of one shot of a book where we don't know all the information, we don't know the the code name. We don't know what the story is. You know, I am not up to date with Young Justice as you are, Rob. Mm-hmm. So I can't exactly comment on how that story is going. But having said all that, I really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like people in, that read comics. Usually, don't like change. Anyway, right. but when it's your favorite character and when you know the code name and costume changes, it, it makes you question, well, why do I, why would I like this character then? Like, right. He's already in a team up book, a team book. It's the only book that he's 
heavily featured in, apart from the you know guest star here or there in in like the recent Tom King stories or whatever. And it immediately makes me think of the new Fifty Two Teen Titans, where mm-hmm. it's like Tim Drake. It's the only book he's in. It's a team book. He's there, but his costume's all off, and everything's kind of like, it doesn't feel like him and stuff like that. So without even the Robin moniker, without even anything resembling it, it I, I just makes me, it makes me think of, like, Guy Gardner, Warrior from wherever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 is it going to be so different that it just sucks all of the, I'm not going to say integrity of the character, but all of the the reasons why that you identify with him or enjoy the character in the first place, you know. But comics are like that, and people know that, and the industry is built around exploiting that sometimes where they will change things because they want you to question they want you to wonder they want you to buy the comic book to read it and find out sometimes that works great sometimes it backfires and people are like well i'm not reading this um but yeah just in general i i don't like it i it just feels like they've taken my favorite character and make him look like a weird hot cyber tech UPS guy, generic hero 101, and I don't like it. What Jay and I had said, I feel like this, and again, to your point about Gotham, I read every single New 52 Teen Titans because that is where Tim Drake was, and I can say unequivocally, I do not like it. It was not good. Uh, there were a, for there were a few issues here or there, but that wasn't like oh I read one issue and I'm gonna toss it. So on the page, like something that Jay said, he's like I don't know what super terrific name you can come up with that I can look at the costume and go oh okay I get it. He's like I, we, we could be surprised, I, but the story has not led itself. It's not like the history. It's for- like it's yeah. It's like you whenever you change something like this. It's almost like it has to be better than what it was before right. to justify changing it or have a story implication so important that it makes sense. Azrael Batman, the whole story's built around that. Rick Grayson, it bad, I hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I interrupted you, Rob. I'm sorry, but I just no, no, wanted no. to make that that thing because those are some other examples I can think of of, of Batman characters where it's like, here's one where they changed it on purpose because they wanted people to react, but the whole entire story is built around it. And like the Rick Grayson thing is like, what what is what is this? Yeah, you yeah. Know? The Rick Grayson. Oh God, yeah, that's so bad. Like the way that they yeah. recently talked about that in. Um, in Tom King's City of Bane Run was pretty amazing how they danced around it where who was it was it Batgirl yeah. that tried to contact all of the other heroes mm-hmm. and and she was like well I got everybody I could you know this person's out there that person's out there they didn't even mention Az- they should have said Azrael's in space right but uh 
but you know, Dick is Rick, and Batman's like, yeah, I know, <laughs> or something like that. Like Batman just said something like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Well, what'd you have, uh, Terrence? Well, the last time they changed him, they changed him to a you know burger joint, Red Robin. So maybe they'll keep the restaurant theme and he'll be the brown derby because that's the famous, you know. He just needs a little hat, like a little bowler hat. And he's like, <laughs> but, for, for the love of God, no. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I'm in the same boat as Ryan. Cautiously optimistic, but not excited by it. I do like what Brian Michael Bendis has done at DC because I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like he's just playing with all these toys and bringing out characters that we haven't seen in a while, like The Question and Manhunter and Event Leviathan. I like what he's done in Superman in action. I know a lot of people haven't, but I thought his Superman was genius because every time you read a Superman book, it's boring because if Superman's in a fight with somebody, you know Superman's going to win and he's going to be okay. But yet, oh, Terrence, did you read? Did you read the new? Did, did you read the Rebirth regular Superman book that Tomasi wrote? Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, just saying I that, that that whole book is a. And I think to your point, that whole this is a tangent. I'm sorry, but yeah. that whole book is like um, it's an it's angled towards Superman as a family man and. It was a book about that, right? Instead of like, yeah, exactly. You know, the the oh, is he going to win this? Is Superman going to win this yeah. type of, this issue? You know, but it was more about it's like, like how will the family stuff things as a parent? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really great. It was really good. But that's what I thought was great about Michael Brian Brian Michael Bendis was that he, you can't threaten Superman, but you could threaten his family, and that makes him vulnerable. And so the attack was coming towards his family, and. Then everyone freaked out, like, don't mess with his family. But that, like, I don't know. I don't like. I go on a tangent here. But that was like, I don't know. I thought there was suspense and, and drama and what's going to happen because we didn't want anything to happen to his family and nothing to happen to Lois and all that. But uh, neither here nor there. Let me just say, I'll, I'll wait to see what he does. But <laughs> the thing about DC, I'm very down on DC right now. And it feels like they yeah. just have no continuity and no one's running the ship. And Dan DiDio cares more about putting books in Walmart than other things and is Jeff Johns's <sighs> doomsday clock where DC's going or is it Brian Michael Bendis's thing or is it what's it what's it for Scott Snyder's uh, you know uh, right the, the Batman who goes to hot yeah, topic there's like, of there's, villain there's thing. not there's yeah. so many different events yeah that feel like they're the most important thing in the DC universe to read yeah. but like they're all happening with these superstar writers and this little separate Nothing's connected, and, 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 and yeah, and Batman, Batman's got City of Bane, yeah, exactly, exactly, he's got every exactly. bone broken, and he's talking to a starfish. But then over here, <laughs> Gotham, who is also Robin, yeah, exactly, and then yeah. Gotham City's being taken over by the Hot Topic villain guy, and then the, the <laughs> it's just like it, Harley Quinn at the same time was in Suicide Squad, she's in everything at once, but yet it was over at uh, her own book in Coney Island the whole time, and yet they have all these alternate parallel universe books but they don't even say elseworlds or anything on them they just come out and you're like oh they're all zombies in this book but they're all you know white knight in this so it's just like it's such a mess right now that i almost feel like the the young justice book might be an island unto itself and this may happen and it may not affect the continuity and it it may be like the harley quinn thing where tim drake is robin over here and batman hanging out with damien but yet he's the brown bomber over here in Justice, uh, Young Justice. I think it depends. And, I think you know. it depends on what the story actually is. If this is going to be like one of the, if it's going to be like when Stephanie Brown 
became Robin. That was like a f- well, it was supposed to be longer than it was, right? right? But then it ended up being like three issues or something. So if there's a if it's if they're changing it for a reason, there's like a plan to be like, well, this is a self-contained story, and by the time he's done, it'll be whatever, or or it'll be like. I don't think it'll be he's Rob, Robin in these other books and then Brown chug it down with some Brown in, <laughs> and and uh, to make an Always Sunny Philadelphia reference yeah, in, nice. in, in, in Young Justice. I think it'll be one or the other. Yeah. Like currently right now, they, the, the team got together. It took five is- six issues to do that. Seventh issue, they're lost in the multiverse. And in issue eight, again, because I saw the video, the colorist says, wait till you see page 16 and 17, the splash page that I colored in what Brian Michael Bendis wrote. All you Tim Drake fans are going to lose your mind. So, at that, <laughs> In a good way or a bad, bad way. way. <laughs> so it, it's not like a lonely place of dying, you know, where he finds Dick Grayson trying to convince him and we go through a, this year and a half process with Tim Drake that you can go back to the podcast starting at episode one and follow Tim's trajectory to when he finally becomes Robin and it's earned. Like Tim at no point is questioning, well, should I be Robin? Should I not be Robin? I don't know. So going from issue seven oh, to, such, to issue is such a, eight oh my gosh. is the change. Like there's Yeah. That is a great point. Like back in the day when comic books were great because of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. they took that has been our point. And maybe that was something that I should have brought up earlier about like why I like Tim Drake. They took their time. Like that yeah. first like the only place of dying arc is about Tim Drake recognizing the importance of Robin and then as you can attest in listening to this podcast, his whole character trajectory, they spent what what did you say like uh, over a year, a year right yeah a year in, and like f- six months five months something like in that. the book slowly building up this character and stuff and yeah to have him literally do do a change like this in in a team book right where he's not the focus he's gonna get like two pages out of a 22 page book to explain this or something like yeah that's that's a great point, Rob. Yeah. Like you said, not trying to throw darts at somebody's work. I I want to read it and make judgment. Yeah, but like I, I that's I, our benchmark. Yeah, like it is yeah. is it earned and does it honor what the the thirty years that that we've been talking about, or is this new fifty two change for the sake of change? And I don't mean to sound disrespectful. I'm Brian Michael Bendis, and I want to. I want to do this with these characters and I want to change this and tweak this and do that. And then that's, that's my thing. I don't know if that's what that is. Again, we'll see. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hey everyone, Rob here. And, uh, this is a special news report that at the time we recorded episode 100, we recorded it a week or so before issue eight of young justice, uh, was due to come out. There were some c- conflicting reports of when issue eight was going to come out. I think CBR and some other comic book resources and different websites were kind of getting some facts screwy with all of us. And I think they were trying to report on when issue 10 was going to come out, which is going to be the Naomi issue of young justice where she joins the team. So they were talking about Tim getting a new code name and Tim getting his new costume and saying when books were getting pushed back. So there was a lot of shuffling in the decks. So when we recorded episode 100, we didn't know what Tim's name was. So 
Terrence and Ryan and I recorded uh, what you just recently heard, the first half of this, and I started doing some edits on it, and then the review copies came in of Young Justice, though, you know, a couple days before uh, the actual issues hit the newsstand, and Terrence and Ryan and I got to read Young Justice 8 before everybody else in the world basically got to read them for, you know, review purposes. So... Terrence and Ryan and I immediately hopped back on some version of the mic. Terrence was unable to join in because he was in the middle of a family vacation, but he sent a little audio sample that I'm going to play here in just a few minutes. But first, it's going to be Ryan and I. He and I got together really quick and recorded about a you know 12-minute thing to just talk about our initial reactions of what Tim Drake's new codename is. Now, by the time you're hearing this episode, Young Justice 8 has been out. We all know what his codename is. It is Drake. So we'll let that be here. So you're going to hear my first initial reaction to it and Terrence's and Ryan's. And then I reached out to Jay Yaws. I was going to have him guest on episode 100 for a segment, thinking we were going to get the code name before we recorded it. We didn't. So I reached out to him. He and I talk about it on this I also released the Young Justice episode nine recently, and I took a sample of that and put in our most recent episode since it was the it happened in Young Justice and the Young Justice episode nine was going to release before 100. So, yeah, those of you that have heard listened to the Young Justice episode, you've already heard Jay's reaction, but there's it's a little bit longer. It's about 14 minutes. And then a good friend of the show that I haven't had on yet. He's done a little bit pieces for us. Uh, Jason Chapman and his cousin Stephen do a show that they recorded a little segment for me as well. So you're going to hear their intro music and theme to their podcast, and then they talk about the Drake as well. So this is all of our first initial reactions, Ryan, Jay, Terrence, Stephen, and Jason Chapman. And then when we come back on it, now that almost a month is gone by, I will come back and give a little bit more of what I really think. And I've also done a Facebook live event where I talked about it recently as well. So some of this you may have heard before, but uh, you're going to get a live reaction. So here we go. Breaking news. <laughs> news. <laughs> That's just how we're going to do this. Hey, everyone. It's <laughs> Robin. A very awkward Robin Ryan here. At the time we're recording this, it is September 6th. Shh, don't tell anybody, but you're going to hear this. <laughs> you're going to hear this like September 25th is going to be the 100th episode, which you're listening to right now. We have just found out Tim Drake's new code name to go with the brown costume. <sighs> Three, two, one. Drake. No, what? that's yeah, that's not me counting in the rapper. Is, the rapper, yes, he is g- going to be a rapper. What? 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 No, they are going to call Tim Drake Drake D R A K E. Ryan, what are your thoughts on the name? Uh, <laughs> can you change the name of the show to Everybody Doesn't Love the Drake? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I once I found out about this, uh, I was I was like, Rob, 
Rob. <laughs> they, I think the name's Drake. What are they? What are they doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's cute and clever, and I get it, and it makes sense. But I still don't like it, and I don't like the way it plays out in the issue either. Really. I mean, we we yeah. talked about it offline before this recording. That's what spurred to do this recording, and I was like, well. He's he was Robin, and I like that. And then he's Red Robin, and that made sense. And he had a whole series. We've talked about this. He's had mm-hmm. a whole comic book series exploring that and that character and what that means. And his identity and his mission was, was tied together in that series. And then he remained Red Robin and has been through two costume or two costume change, more yeah. costume changes right. as Red Robin, and then got to be just Robin again in this young justice thing. And, uh, and then I don't know. I mean, why, why we, you know, I, I said in, is it going to be in this actual episode? Yes. We just talked about that. Okay. So you heard our earlier thoughts on it. And my big thing was like, they can call them whatever they want. As long as it's, it feels organic and it's part of the story and it makes sense and all that kind of stuff. And the way it plays out in this issue, it's more like, Hey, I need a new name. You know what your new name should be? Drake. And I'm like, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. Sorry. But I mean, that's. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, you've no? you've, you've been you've explored the the Young Justice series more than I have. But that's mm-hmm. just to me. I'm just reading it, and I'm like, why? You, <laughs> you know, know, for for those of you that aren't following, everyone loves Young Justice, and you should. It's got Jay Yaws on it for crying out loud, <laughs> um, uh, and me. But issue one started out with, you know, Tim Drake, Robin lands on the hood of a car in front of Jenny Hex. And she says, you're Robin. He says, well, one of them. And it's not like over the preceding, what, seven issues, because this is issue eight that we're talking about. It's not like he's been having this crisis with who he is, what his identity is, like, oh, Damien is Robin. I, I really don't know. It's. And I've really enjoyed what Bendis has been doing with Young Justice. Let me just say that right up, right up front. But this, I equate this to Ryan and I hanging out in BG and me doing something stupid or silly. And Ryan goes, you know what you should call yourself? You should call yourself Myers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, to me, that's what it is. It's not like the history for Tim Drake where he's trying to convince Dick Grayson to be Robin. And then well, he takes it upon himself. And then you get this long year and a half almost story of tim earning the robin costume mm-hmm. earning the right to acquire this code name i think it would have played out more organically if it would have come off as something like that where there's you know two or three arcs where tim is coming to this moment when they get out of the multiverse and he, they get back in dc proper where tim says bruce i would like to make a change and this is what it is, and it's organic. It's not your best friend, Captain Chuckles, off to the side, giving you that name. So my initial take is I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just, I don't know if meta is the term that I want to use. It's just, it's there. And that being said, I don't know what name you could have used, you know, if he was in a red scheme, which you've called him Cardinal Sparrow, you know, I, I don't know my, I was kind of hoping for Cardinal or something like that. But even then I'm like, all right, Cardinal's a bird. So we've got an audio sample when Terrence, Terrence, when Ryan and I are done, Terrence recorded a sample through Facebook that uh, I'll play to give his thoughts. 
I'm if I'm one of the two ways of Ryan's really not liking it and Terrence is kind of okay with it, I'm in the middle. His point, and you'll hear him say it, that Tim is kind of the forgotten Robin, so if nothing else, it's putting the Drake right out there in front of everybody, like, hey, this is Tim Drake. But you know Or see my thing is like that's that's the potential, but it also has the potential of being like, oh, what making things more confusing. Like right. it could make him fade into the background more because and it's not we've already commented on the costume how it seems like this generic superhero kind of thing and with a name that's a little bit muddled or it just takes the it's it's harder to figure out what the focus is, right? Right, yeah. When there's not a solo series to really explore that and he's quote just a part of a team and that's the only real place you're seeing it I think it runs the risk of being people only people that are super fans keeping up with it to, to know what it what it is right. because Robin is going to be Robin Nightwing is going to be Nightwing if you're a big Red Hood fan I mean that that has he has his own sect of, of fans and yeah so Tim Drake does kind of turn into the forgotten robin but at least red robin had robin in the name and yeah now it just feels like maybe it'll end up being this thing where it's just like who's that character he used to be robin well that's weird confusing i don't care you know i i, I hope yeah. that doesn't happen but right but um yeah that was my first inclination and just you know like like you joked i was like well, what are they gonna do they're gonna call batman wayne or <laughs> wonder or, are they gonna call are they gonna call uh Nightwing Grayson. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. They already did that. Yeah. That's the thing. That's like, they've already done this. It's yeah. not even a, it's not even an original <laughs> no, no. <laughs> occurrence at this point in terms of the Robins. They've already stripped uh they've done this with I just re- I literally just realized they stripped and Dick Grayson. And you just his, said that. I, yeah. I have not even thought like I didn't never either. done this with any other character. I was oh. going down the list and I was like, <laughs> what are they going to do? Name Nightwing Grayson. I was like, oh wait, that's exactly but, what they already did. And he oh. and and to my point he had his own solo series called Grayson. Yeah. Yes. And people, I haven't read it, but I've everybody that said that they've read it that I've talked to said it was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was decent. I mean, it, it didn't set the world on fire, but it was okay. But it all led back to Dick Grayson returning returning back to, back to Nightwing. Nightwing. See, and if that's not kind of the plan for this, I don't know. It's it's just going to feel like this weird unnecessary thing. Yeah, you know, and to differentiate, like now they now with the whole Grayson thing, they really do need to differentiate this. And maybe it's a fake out. I mean, this is only issue eight, so the name has been brought up, and issue nine is supposed to be the actual costume reveal, right? Right. Now I had said I think in this episode that you're listening to, wherever I piece this in at, and I also said in the Young Justice episode that I think I was mistaken. I read it on, and again, I know Newsarama is what it is, uh, but the headline is. DC pushes uh, Young Justice back five weeks. That is actually, you know, Young Justice 8 was coming out on the 11th, which you should already have read by the time you listen to the show. So they were talking about issue 10 being pushed back five, or excuse me, issue 9 being pushed back five weeks, which is the costume reveal. So we got the name in this issue. Five weeks from now, we will get the costume reveal. So they're, again, it's Newsarama. They, I'm not trying to plug them, but their headlines are a little misleading. Uh, the way they put that all together. So I don't know what name you could have done. I think it, I land back on the, it, was it really necessary or is this the part of a writer that wants to put his stamp 
on this character, so it marks it in this space and this time. Like, oh, hey, look what I did to this character. And I'm not saying good, bad, and different or what other. It's just you. It's kind of like the new Fifty Two. Like you go, oh, that was from Brian Michael Bendis's run. That's that's where that comes from. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes in retrospect, that stuff does help because I I can go through old comic books and even within the actual Batman continuity. Sometimes you can you really do kind of associate eras with with story things like this or name changes or co- really costume things is, is stands out to me. I'm like, oh, this is Nightfall. Oh, this is No Man's Land. Oh, this is like the New Gotham era or or uh, you know whenever uh, Kelly Jones and Doug M- uh, M- yeah. Minch took over Batman. Those all have really distinct styles, but that's the thing. Like the story, as long as the stories are really good, then that's like a secondary part of it. Yeah, I think but, that's where I'm holding out on. And I think I even said in this episode <laughs> that as long as it feels like Tim Drake and it sounds like Tim Drake, costumes change and all that stuff, but I'm I'll go with it and so far Bendis is writing a pretty consistent Tim Drake. So yes, I would love a solo series, but if he still is finding the voice for Tim or is still using the voice that he's using for Tim, I'm I'm okay with it in a name and a costume. Once he start, starts sounding not like himself, like in the new 52, that's, right. that's where issues are. So right. I, I thought I would gather Ryan really quick. You're going to hear an audio sample from Terrence, and then I'm going to get ready to introduce Jay Yaws since he's on the sister podcast of this. And that's where we're really going to talk about this at and the time that this issue comes out. We have a Young Justice episode coming out before this reveal happens <laughs> so we can't talk about it on on that so he's going to help celebrate 100 with us and you get to hear his his thoughts so we're going to kick you over to terrence really quick and then after terrence you'll hear a little blurb discussion like i just had with ryan so um, oh my gosh what a 100th episode bonus <laughs> yeah this was not planned so happy 100th episode uh drake fans and if we'll anything see- else crazy happens in the next couple of weeks we might just tack on you know <laughs> another hour <laughs> to the show. it'll be like a four-hour show that's right right that's right so all right we're to kick you to the rest of the episode and uh let us know in the comments what you think of the drake and hey at least i don't have to change the name of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) hey guys just real quick the new name i like it i don't hate it i don't love it it feels a little bit lazy and quick but at least it's on brand it's not something way out where i'm saying where did where did they get this from, like Savior, or, uh, or and it's not named after a hamburger place, so it's that's good too. I do think it may bring some more attention at Tim Drake, who Tim Drake is. Tim Drake, he won't be necessarily the forgotten Robin that, oh yeah, well who, who's that guy again? He may get more like notoriety. So a lot of people, I think, don't really know him as much as the other Robins. And so maybe, maybe this will help. I have a lot of faith in Bendis and where he's going with it. So let's just see where it all leads to and comics, whatever you don't like, well, they'll just retcon it in a few years and it'll all be back to how it was eventually. So there you go. All right. Well, we've already heard this next gentleman's voice on our road to 100, but since he is tied to the Drake now, I've, finding a way to put all my friends on podcasts about Tim Drake, uh, our sister show, Everyone Loves Young Justice, and that this is the 100th episode, like you just heard Ryan and I, and then Terrence just a few seconds ago. We've got Jay Yaws here on episode 100, and 
had said initially, I think in Young Justice and even talking to you off mic and just throughout the week or so, like, oh, if any big news breaks for Tim Drake, I'd like to you know, have you on, obviously. And then we were like, well, we're not going to get anything really. So it, we just kind of went on with our normal 100th episode that we had planned. And then this dropped. So I'm like uh, really frantically going to Terrence, Ryan and Jay like, hey, do you, do you guys want to hop on? Do you want to you talk about this thing that just that just hit? So. Of course, by now, it is the 25th that you guys know. Issue 8 of Young Justice is already out. You've read it. We've probably we've probably talked about it on Twitter many times before you have heard this episode. But, Jay, now that we know what Tim Drake's name is, how do you... How do you feel about it? How do you think it was presented? Everybody's kind of heard me talk about it already, but we can get to a little conversation if you like, so you can kind of pick my brain and stuff. But uh, I'll let you go first on this, your initial feeling, and are you for it, against it? I'm going to stop talking, so <laughs> go ahead. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am not overwhelmed, underwhelmed. Whelmed. I'm not really anything. I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's, and this is one of those conversations that Ryan was, I straight up hate it. Terrence is more like, all right, I can see behind it. You know, maybe this is shining some light on, you know, the forgotten Robin just by putting it out there that his name is Drake. You know, you're instantly going to know who it is. And then Ryan gets into the whole thing of like, Bruce Wayne might as well just call himself Wayne. Like if Tim Drake is there in front of somebody he knows and they ask him like, Oh, well, what, what's your name? What should I call you? And he says, Drake, they're going to go Drake, like Tim, is that you? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know if that thing's going to happen. You and I had this discussion on young justice that we could have a whole laundry list of names. You know, people were talking Sparrow or Talon or Cardinal, you know, all, all these different kind of things. And I don't know if, Anything would have been satisfactory, but the point you made in the Young Justice episode a few weeks ago was it's uninspired. Like everything is safe. Like Elvis Brown costume is kind of meh. The name is kind of meh. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't want to like speak for you, but that that's kind of where where I'm feeling. It's just I, I don't know. It just seems very. Well, it's the safe. Yeah, I mean, it's I, – I wouldn't go so far as to say I absolutely hate it, but I really don't like it, at least the way it came about. Like, in context, I'm not mm -hmm. a fan. I mean, ignoring the fact that – I mean, just the, the silliness of, oh, it's his last name, so that's just going to be his code name now. You know, going so far like, oh, is Superman going to go by Kent and is <laughs> – you know, Wonder Girl going to go by Sandsmark and, you know, everything. I mean, be, besides that, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's way too, I mean, it, it's way too on the nose first yeah. off. Even then, it's like, like how it comes about in the story, I don't like it. Because no. he gets, he effectively gets the idea from a villainous version of himself. Right. And... I don't know. That that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, you know, why is Tim naming, you know, deciding to change his name after he has a run-in with like an evil, an evil Tim Drake from another another Earth? And yeah, I mean, I I didn't like it in that way. And it's 
and even yeah, I mean it's uh, Drake is a bird, but who said that they had to stick with a bird themed name? You know, right? It's almost like they were. It, it's it's almost like somebody realized that you know, oh, a Drake is also a type of duck, which is a bird, which goes along with the the avian theme of the, all the robins and everything. There we go. We got it. Like, they thought it was much more clever than it actually is. And yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't, it's whatever. Sorry, I, I'm not laughing. Like, all of us are, are having the same just stuttering reaction. Like, I, I can't formulate sentences due to the conflicted ways i'm i'm feeling about about all of this yeah and i mean i i can't remember exactly how like my rationale and how i phrase uh my position when when we did the episode a few months ago about mm-hmm. uh the road to 100 and you know the the tim drake interview we'll we'll say it mm-hmm. but i listened to the one that you did with michael bailey the other day and I actually kind of came around to his point of view. I think he stated it in a way that that makes sense, and I've all, almost made peace with it. That at this point, Tim has to become somebody new. He has to have yeah. a new identity because, as Tim Drake, everyone loves him, and everyone loves him as Robin. But you know, whether we like it or not, Damien's Robin now, and. Right. Even though there are, there are ways that they could have both of them be Robin, the way that the uh, stories in DC are going right now, that's not going to happen. So Tim does have to, quote unquote, graduate into his right. own role. So I def, uh, in, in the way he put that, you know, got me thinking and, you know, kind of made me change my mind. I mean, as much as I'd like to have Tim stay Robin, and I'm one of the weird ones that doesn't even mind the red Robin moniker. I don't um, either. I, I will go on record and say I'm. I was perfectly fine with him being Red Robin, and I don't think of the restaurant either when I when I think of that. I can compartmentalize that exactly. And I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm fine with him being Red Robin if he has like the even if they went back to the you know one one year later suit or even the Red Robin suit. I like it like that. Having him mm-hmm. in his original suit or kind of derivation thereof like he's in now or coming out of rebirth i don't think the red robin name fits so much but in some of his other costumes it worked fine Um, yeah but if they are bound and determined to give him a brand new identity that's separate from robin you know i mean as long as tim gets to uh, still gets to be you know a hero and gets to be the hero that he is i'm fine with it's been a long (laughs) but um, uh, but the way uh, Michael, you know, put it was like he 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 almost needs to by ne- out of necessity. It's just this feels completely uninspired. Even in the text, it doesn't feel like a natural choice for him. You know, having you know, because really the name Robin as a code name sounds better than the name Drake. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like they had the idea and they forced it in there, and now they're just running with it, having everybody in the story say how 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 cool it sounds. You know, Impulse saying it's right there. It's like, well, you're, we're not going to call you Alan. You know, we're we're not <laughs> right. You know? So I mean, it's not logical 
in the story the the way that they're doing it. It doesn't feel natural. It feels like they had the idea. They were almost mandated for the idea. They need to find some way to include it and almost make it a I'll, I'll throw in, you know, the mean girls thing here. They're trying to make fetch happen and <laughs> fetch isn't going to happen. <laughs> but we're stuck with them not succeeding in making fetch happen here. You know, if that was the mandate then I wish that was built into the story of, you know, we kind of talked about it in the Young Justice podcast, discussing the first arc of all right, we're getting the we're getting the band back together, and you know we're we're trying to learn how to play the music together as a team since it's been so long, and all of that stuff. There hasn't been this existential crisis on Tim Drake in the back of his mind that. You know, when he went to the Hall of Justice and put on his Robin costume and came back out, it's not like he had the line of like, this just feels so foreign to be back in this costume again. And, you know, where he's been gripping with this for some time, laying the groundwork. It's the buddy that farts in the car beside you and goes, oh, you should call yourself fart. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, that that's funny. It's. It's not even Tim deciding to name it for himself. It's Bart Allen doing that for him. And then, like you said, the Drake that was going to literally kill him in two seconds before Bart grabbed all the bullets and then saved him, that even Bart and Tim both like, yeah, you should change your name to that. Like like you said, the evil version that was going to kill you, you want to take that guy's moniker. Yeah, I- that's i mean that's that's exactly it that's an excellent point the the fact that tim is not wrestling with his identity he's not saying you know i don't feel like i'm a robin anymore or this doesn't right. work this doesn't fit there's none of that there i mean if anything the only thing you could say is in the first issue he introduced himself as robin and then in this issue he introduces himself as red robin red robin yeah <laughs> but i mean either way he's He's not struggling with his identity, so he's not questioning who he is. You know, he knows who he is as Tim Drake. He knows who he is as Robin or Red Robin. He hasn't been wanting to find something. Now, I mean, if they, if they something happened and it was part of the story where he felt like the code name Robin had been, you know, sullied or he was no longer worthy of it, then okay, that might work. But yeah, it's it's like. Did you ever did you ever watch Futurama? Often on a few episodes here or there. Yeah, there, there's an episode where some of the main characters get superpowers, except for the robot in the show mm. who is just a robot. So, I mean, he already has, like, strength and everything. But they go out and fight crime and everything, and they come up with superhero names for themselves. And Bender, the robot, calls himself Super King. But like halfway through the episode, they run out of this this cream that gives them superpowers. One of the other characters says El Zilcho, and Bender says El Zilcho. Is it too late to change my superhero name? That's what that felt like. It was you know yeah. like in the story, it just felt like he was like, oh that's that's cool. I think I'm gonna do that. But even then, the the how it's connected and how it came about, I ju- I just was not a fan at all. It could have yeah. been worse, but. It could have been better, and the way it could have been better is just not doing this at all. <laughs> right, right. Well, th- this is what I wanted to do is kind of get some first reactions since it literally just hit us today on the 6th of September, but you guys will have obviously read it before we get there. And, th- I mean, 
this is the way to celebrate the 100th episode of the show and the 30th anniversary of The Drake, which at least I don't have to change the podcast name to (laughs) something different. So (laughs) now it's I know you and I Drake. Everyone loves the Drake. (laughs) (laughs) Drake. Uh, And I've, I've always said, you know, my favorite character is Tim Drake and my favorite superhero is Robin. All the different variations of Robin. I just bought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figure two pack of Damien and Raphael because I'm a Robin fan. Tim is my favorite Robin. Tim is my favorite character. This is just going to take some while to digest and we'll see. But Jay, thanks for coming on. I wanted to get your quick reviews and I know you and I are going to have plenty more (laughs) to talk about over at uh, Everyone Loves Young Justice podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Rob. I wish I had some, you know, more, you know, positive things to say, but uh, I mean, I'm glad to be part of it anyway. And congratulations on reaching a hundred episodes. I don't remember which episode I came in on listening to the show, but I do remember binging it all to catch up and uh, it's become, you know, one of my favorite podcasts. And I love doing the Young Justice show with you. So congratulations on a hundred. Here's to a hundred, 200 more. Cool. That's a, that's a lot of work. Hopefully no more costume and name changes. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go right back to your regularly scheduled program in three, two, one. Drake. <laughs> pizza Hut, pizza to go. I said a Pizza Hut, pizza to go. I said Pizza Hut, pizza to go. It's time for the good night, baby. A little relax. I'll be the appreciation podcast. We appreciate it. Say, Steven. Hey, Jason. What makes a good James Bond story? Well, to me, a good James Bond story is whenever James Bond isn't going rogue. Stop going rogue! (laughs) Exactly, when he's on a mission. Yeah. This is a regular mission. What makes a good Mission Impossible movie? Well, I have to say the same thing. It's whenever Ethan Hunt doesn't go rogue. He's just... On the mission. Mm-hmm. So stop. stop going rogue. What makes a good Batman and Robin story? Well, I'd have to say it when it's Batman and Robin. Exactly. And since I was reading comments from back in the day, now here's where I start ranting. When I was reading comments back in the day, there was nowhere story where Robin was constantly mad at Batman and or Batman was too brooding to have Robin around. I mean, that's the comics I read as 7, 8, 9, 10, right? Yeah. And so then around the mid-80s, the, you know, there's, they just thought it was a good idea to have Batman on his own and, you know, or kind of, you know, and then no more Batman or Robin. Robin was in his own Teen Titans series. Which I could live with because he eventually grew up and became Nightwing. And then they brought another kid in named Robin, right? But when I was a teenager, they brought the third Robin in, right? Because the second Robin died. Yeah. And his name was Tim Drake. And But what was the greatest part about Tim Drake's character, he was my age at the time. Oh, wow. And so he became Robin the same, you know... At my age. So I could definitely relate, could relate yeah. to that Robin. Well, 100 years later, I'm pretty old now, 2019, and um, they've changed that character to uh, instead of wearing the classic red and green and you yeah, know, black like and Yeah, like what I remember seeing on the TV show. Yes, exactly. 
Now he's brown. Brown. And his name is his super. They changed his name. His superhero name. What's his What's his name as a superhero? Okay, his real name is Tim Drake, right? Yes. His superhero name is Drake. Huh? That is stupid. Is he a duck? I don't know. <laughs> he's brown. How? He's not man duck. You know. <laughs> How, how do they think that was a good idea? Man duck? No, we can't name him Man Duck. We'll just name him Drake. You know? No. If I'm a That ought to be my superhero name. Bond, James Bond, he goes by 007. 007. Right? Tim Drake goes by License Robin or Red Robin, not Drake. That is the stupidest thing. How do you hide your secret identity if you're using it as a superhero name? Yeah. That is the stupid. Bruce Wayne doesn't go around. Uh, uh, Batman doesn't go around as Wayne, does he? Oh my gosh, it's Wayne Man. You know he <laughs> doesn't do that. I mean, why? Why do these writers in Hollywood take the core values, the core stories, and just left field these stories? Oh, let's make a James Bond movie. Uh, let's. We we haven't done that since a movie ago where he went rogue. So let's yeah, let him go rogue. Yeah. Now that's like the new James Bond. I ha- here's some bad news. I haven't talked to you about this. Yeah. But the new James Bond, he's just Bond. He's not 007. What? They got it. He Apparently what the rumor is, he will be coming out of retirement. So he's not just he's not even James. He's not 007. He's oh, just James no. Bond. And the female 007 needs his help. Oh, apparently gosh. that's what it's supposed to be. So is Bond still, I guess he's no longer, are you saying that he's no longer a 00? No. No. Oh, so, crap. I'm tired. Just give James Bond, whichever Bond you want, white Bond, black Bond, just give him a mission to do and, you know, for... Just like the good old days whenever Sir Sean was still on there. Yes. Just for queen and country, go out and do your damn mission. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, same with Mission Impossible. They're always going rogue. You know, just give Ethan Hunt a mission, go do it, and it's over. Batman or Robin, just give Batman or Robin a villain to beat up, and and, and just give me those stories. I'm t- every time I get interested in reading uh, a comic, I you know I kind of find out from my friends Olivia Stu and, and definitely Rob what's going on, and it's the same story where Bruce Wayne doesn't want to be Batman no more, or there's someone else's Batman, or Batman gets hurt again, and it's the same story since since this comic uh, miniseries called Nightfall. It's the same story. Bruce doesn't want to be Batman. Batman gets hurt. Someone else is Batman for a while. You know? No. Give me something new. You know? I'm tired and tired. You know? And poor Tim Drake. He has been... His costume has changed several times. That's about as bad as Hawkeye getting sick of liver and fish. Yes, on MASH. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but at least it wasn't the same episode over and over and over again. That's true. So, you know, this. I hope eventually they, they change Tim Drake back to Red Robin or there's already uh, Bruce Wayne's son is now the new Robin. But, you know, give him something else besides Duckman. You know, <laughs> we don't need Duckman. Duck, yeah, no, because that's going to be my superhero persona. Oh, okay. Well, I want to be Duckman. We don't need Drake. You know, quack, everyone quack. loves the Drake, like Rob's podcast. Rob's podcast, yeah. yeah. I did know that. Yeah, but we don't need a superhero named Drake. Yeah. That's my beef. 
Okay, then. All right. Well, thanks, Rob, for letting me rant on your show. And um, check out our show, Good Night Sleepyhead, sure. with me and Steven talking about music. Same old business. Yeah. Nobody needs a picture of a man stoned away in a casket. Nobody needs a picture of a man stoned away in a casket. All right, in my new re-final thoughts, uh, like I said in the live stream uh, the day that the issue came out, that I'm warming up to the idea. Is it the best name in the world? No, it's not. I think it could have been worse, and I don't want to rehash everything uh, that you've just recently heard, and you can go back to the Facebook live stream and see my full reaction there after having read it, and I think I had four or five days ahead of the actual street release. If anything comes out of this that is the positive, I'm trying to find the silver lining or the brown lining in all of this, is... I'm looking at it from first world. It is saying unequivocally, that must be the word on this podcast recently, that this is Tim Drake for us, the reader. Yes, I know we can get into the whole headcanon weird thing. Like he's using his last name and he's going to save somebody from a burning building and they're going to go Drake, like Tim Drake. I don't know if it's going to be that much on the nose, but it also on the same token that you have connor kent that's calling himself superboy he's not wearing a mask you have Ginny hex you have a cassie sandsmark that's wonder girl and amethyst like they're going by superhero names but there's nothing disguising their face so you could go that route that maybe tim should not wear a mask i'm just saying for Right up front and personal, we're going to know this is Tim Drake. So somebody doesn't have to go, Sparrow? Who's Sparrow? And for somebody to say, oh, that's Tim Drake. So, yes, it's on the nose. It could be ironic that it's, oh, it's Drake and it's Bird. It's this, that, or the other. For me, it's it's screaming it from a mountaintop going, this is Tim Drake. So I'm wanting to put my faith in Brian Michael Bendis and going, He likes this character. He's been saying for a year that Tim Drake is the best Robin. I wish he would have been left alone as a version of a Robin. I still think that's his best version. But costumes can change, and who knows? Andy DeGenova said it on his episode that somehow things just revert back to putting Tim back in a version of a Robin costume or calling him Robin. But ironically... I have been calling him the Drake for five years. You're six years now, a hundred episodes. Just affectionately, I've been calling it the Drake house and we're all the Drakes and this, that, or the other. I would be lying if there's some part of me going, did Brian Michael Bendis listen to the show? Like, I will flip out if I read the next issue of Young Justice and a character says everyone loves the Drake. 
I get it. He's naming himself after a villainous version of himself, but at the end of the day, and I've said it multiple times, yes, I love Tim Drake as Robin. I like him as Red Robin. I liked him as Batman, you know, when he would take on that. Even though I don't really care for the Batman Beyond universe, I was reading it when he was Batman Beyond. But at the end of the day, I am a Tim Drake fan. That's why this podcast exists. So now being able to call my favorite character Drake, I'm kind of leaning more towards the Terrence side. I don't hate it. I don't love it. But I can say the Drake and everybody knows who that is. And I'm not talking about in comic universe. I'm talking about if I say Drake, somebody's going to go, oh, Tim Drake. I, I get the eye roll, but so I feel better about it now that I'm a month, almost a month removed from it. Um, again, am I jumping up and down and going, we, I'm trying to sway everybody over. I'm just saying, let's, let's give it a moment and let's, let's see how, how it pans out. So, all right. Enough of all of that. Let's get back to episode 100 of the show. Hey, can I say what I wanted to add to this part, which I uh, hopefully you guys don't mind, and we can talk about this, is what we want to see. You know, we're, we're, we know we're going to see this brown costume coming, but what, what would you, if you could just wave a magic wand or had the power, what would you want to see from Tim Drake in the next, you know, until we hit podcast 200 or whatever. And here's here's my idea. I want to see a lonely place of dying in some kind of live action or animated movie. And it's so hard because mm. you have to do all this backstory for Jason Todd's death and Tim Drake and all that. But, well, not wow. if not if you not if you've seen Hush. Well, uh, you don't have to. Yeah, they I, just change stuff. Well, without we were doing it correctly. But here's my thought on it here. <laughs> And I was wondering what you guys think. The Titans TV show has already has Dick Grayson, already has Jason Todd in place. If they would kill Jason Todd in a way, we've already seen in the Titans show this like vision of a grim and dark Batman just killing everybody and going to, to pieces. If they could kill Jason Todd in one of the Titans shows. Oh, I and, think Jason Todd's going to die for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then if, if not this season, it's in that show sometime they'll kill Jason, uh, Jason Todd. I think is your point, Terrence. I think like if we are going to see a live action Tim Drake at all, it's going to be in Titans, right? At some and, point, and they could do an adaptation of a lonely place of dying where. Batman starts to go off the rail. They've already shown Dick Grayson have this horrible vision of like a unhinged Batman. So you already have that. You could have, you know, Tim Drake doing the investigation, riding his bike, trying to convince Dick Grayson he's got to be Robin again. Be- Dick Grayson will kind of believe him because he's seen this vision. You probably have to integrate the other Titans in it and flesh it out and all that. But I think that over a season could be like the lonely place of dying that we could we could have at some point that's my dream i guess <laughs> <laughs> ryan you want to go with yours what what exactly was the just, just something you'd like to see out of the next year or two oh out of tim drake, tim drake out yeah. of tim drake so i mean i would like to see tim drake in a book where he is has more of the spotlight than than in a titans type of book like I like him. I've never, like, I enjoy him when he's in Teen Titans or when, well, I I can't really even say that because 
I've read some of the Jeff Johns Teen Titans run, and I've enjoyed that stuff, but it's never been my preferred thing. And then, of course, I read a lot of and disliked the New 52 Teen Titans, <laughs> and and uh, so I, I can't really say I like them in the Teen Titans, because I really kind of don't. So and you know I've 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 only read a couple issues so far of this this new Young Justice and we and we've just talked about how we we're not exactly looking forward to the future there so I I I just want to see Tim Drake as a more featured character in in Gotham City interacting with Batman and Batman family members I mean it's kind of interesting that the I mean, we, we've been talking about 100 episodes and big important events, and of course, a lonely place of, of, of living was probably the, one of the, and probably in retrospect, was one of the biggest Tim Drake events that mm-hmm. there has been in uh, the past few years, you know, and I, you know, and we've done, we like we did that, we covered it here, we, we covered uh, James Tynan's entire Detective Comics run on Batman on Film, all three of us, and who else was on that show? Was it Pete Vera? Pete Vera, yeah. yes, because Pete reviewed the whole run for BOF. Yeah, yeah so uh, that was a great episode. Go, everybody, go back and listen to that. Um, so uh, I, I just want to see that. I just want to see Tim back in Gotham, interacting with characters that I like him to interact with, like Batman, like the other Robins, like Stephanie Brown. Like, has she been in in Young Justice? Some I've heard that she's in it a little bit, yeah. right? Like, they, the, have they picked up some of the threads from from the end of Detective? I heard yes, that they did, they, but I didn't know if it was um, satisfying. Yes, or not. it was. Uh, James had said he and Bendis had asked him, like, "All right, if you were going to wrap this up, how would you land this with Tim and Tim and Stephanie?" So they worked together on that issue. Uh, okay. He's uh, Tynan's unaccredited. Uh, on it, but he said, "Yeah, he was given like bullet points, consulted." Yeah, and it's okay. it's a very satisfying read. And uh, don't quote me mm. on this. It's I have to catch up. It's with issue it. four. Don't quote me on it. But yeah, it's 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 very good. You, the, the conversation feels exactly like, oh, this well, is what good. they were doing, and it that's good. it's it starts solving the memory issue that the heroes have been having since rebirth. Uh, okay. So a little little seed for well, you. Just in a nut. Well, yeah, that that makes me a little bit more hopeful because I do want to catch up with Young Justice, especially b- before this. Yeah, I just I just want to, and it's great. I like having Tim Drake in multiple books as because that just makes him that much more important of a character. So it'd be nice if he could stay in, stay in Young Justice, but I just want to see him in Gotham doing Batman, more Batman type stuff because yeah. that's that's where I that's my bread and butter with Tim Drake. That's where I want to see him doing stuff. For me, I would like, with the new DC animated universe movies that are coming out, there is not Mm. a Batman movie currently going to be in 2020, but there is, they're bringing back the animated shorts that are a bonus to the DVDs or Blu-rays or digital, whatever. There Mm -hmm. is next year going to be a death in the family animated short that Mm. they are going to do. So... I'm looking at that going, is that a doorway that they're going to do this animated short to bring <laughs> in the, because it's the death in the family where they're going to bring in Jason Todd, they're going to kill him. Does that open the door then, Terrence, for us to get a lonely place of dying? Probably not, but that's what, that'd be my goal is to see an animated short if I can't get live action. But 
the because we're not exactly clear if those new animated shorts are in cotton on the in the continuity. Yeah, it yeah. may just be an animated short. Like, oh, here it is. We're going to tell this twenty minute, not even twenty fifteen minute little interlude, and then you know, there you go. So, yeah, because in the main continuity, they've skipped of that DC animated universe. They they went straight from Dick Nightwing to Damon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they skip Jason Todd and Tim Drake. Right. Yeah. So the other thing I would like, if he's not in a team book, I would like to see him back in a solo book or a, a version of a solo book with the other Robins. But something that I really, oh, yeah. something that I really liked that I didn't know I wanted until I saw it is the Young Justice animated cartoon series that just uh, wrapped up uh, season three. Season three. There is a Batman Inc. team led by Tim Drake Robin. Stephanie Brown, Orphan, and then Arrowette. So it's a three female, three females on the team, and then Tim Drake is leading that team. And their one episode was glorious. Uh, They were fighting Clayface and the Mad Hatter. And I was like, I didn't know I wanted Tim Drake to... That would be a book I I would read with Stephanie, Orphan, and uh, Arrowette was just... A Gotham Knights. A a Gotham Knights version. Yeah. And it was... See, and maybe that might... Because I, I, I just I just said I don't like Tim when he's in a team book, but that's not exactly true either. Because Detective Comics was a team book with Tim in it, right? But it was all Gotham Batman related characters, and what you just described is still kind of that. Yeah, and they were working with Batman, and he was you know sending him on missions and stuff. Yeah. But that episode was was a Tim Drake focused episode and uh, doing the team, and then he in that episode he's dating. Cassie, while Stephanie is right next to him, so that, that was that was that was kind of cool to see how that plays out. But that that would be my dream is some book like that. It, it's it's cool to see him with Connor and Bart and Cassie Wonder Girl. That's that's cool. But you know, we say it on the show all the time. The Robin book went 183 issues, and I think uh, Tom Paneris had said it on episode 98. That like that's nothing to sneeze at. There's books that barely make it to 30, and then if you tack on the 26 issues with the Red Robin series, yeah, that's that's darn near 200 issues uh, of a solo series of a character where you can clearly go he can hold his own book and held it for a decade. And the character himself has been around since 1990? Nin- ni- yeah. Or 89? 89, yeah. 90. Was his August of 89. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's Tim Drake 30. 30, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rip. So. I do math. I do math. I talk good. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do this uh, section uh, lightning round here. Uh, just some thoughts. So this these are interviews and events that we have covered uh, through the podcast through 100 episodes. The BBC audio drama for the Legends of Robin and then the Nightfall company thing. So when I was doing the episodes by myself, I thought, I got a way to spice this up. Oh, I've got all these... Uh, you know, radio dramas that, you know, the UK produced. So I I just thought that was really cool to be able to revisit and putting that stuff in. And that started putting seeds in of like, Hmm, I wonder if I could do one of these. So do you guys have any thoughts of me deciding to use those instead of a lieu of a synopsis of me reading it, of going, I'm just going to let the (laughs) BBC do the dirty work for me. Let's start with uh, Terrence. (laughs) Yeah. I'd never um, actually listened to those. I knew they existed, but I never heard them. So it was really enjoyable. There's something about the the voice of 
the guy who does Batman. At first, it was very jarring and like, ah, this is not Batman. This is some English guy trying to sound American. You know, like that's not a Gotham City accent. You know, but <laughs> but uh, after a while, it really grew on me, and I really liked his Batman vo- voice. I don't know why. I just really like that. I the only bad part is I wish there were more. I wish they had a, a Prodigal and a Legacy and a Contagion and a No Man's Land and all those. But, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. I know we got a lot of positive feedback about them as well, too. Any thoughts, Ryan? Oh, yeah. So I had – I think I've probably mentioned this on either the BOF show or on this show. I had gotten the audio drama as a kid because they had advertised it in the books around the time it was Mm -hmm. coming out. And I just assumed as a kid that it was – a movie. I was like, "Oh, great! It's a, it's it's the complete story. It's a movie." And so my parents, like, you know, had to. That was back in the days where there wasn't like Amazon. You couldn't just go on <laughs> Amazon and like we just get it or whatever, or or oh, Amazon, or just go to iTunes and just buy it. Right. And the audio files, you know. So they had to like. I remember, like my mom told me later, they had to like call in or like send in a money order or whatever, like a special, just to order it, separate right, and have it come. And they were really excited to give it to me, like for it was a, it was like around some either a birthday or Easter or some holiday. And they gave it to me, and I open it, and it's these tapes, and I'm like, uh, "What is this?" <laughs> like I, I was so confused about it. I was like, "Oh, what? I, I didn't. I thought it'd be like a." Like a animated movie or something. I thought it'd be the whole the whole thing, but I had this initial disappointment. But then I got my little cassette player and some headphones and went into a dark room and just like close you know close my eyes and listen to it. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is like better than I could ever imagine. It's literally like a movie, you know, in your mind while you and you just listen to it. And it was and having read. By that point, Red Nightfall all the way, well, as complete as I could have gotten at the time through the trades, because the trades, as we all know, were not complete. They didn't have all the story. Right. Yeah, that's how I experienced th- storylines like like the search for the first time. I had never actually read any of those issues because they were, you know, I, I didn't know as a kid I need to go to the store and ask for Justice League Task Force, like, five or whatever, <laughs> or whatever it was. But yeah, being able to like sit there and listen to the entirety of one of my favorite stories in three hours or whatever, yeah, was great. And um, so it always, and that was probably very influential in and of itself in cementing Nightfall as one of my favorite Batman stories. Specifically, was that audio drama. So it was it was great having it be used on this show to cover the issues that we were covering. We had our first celebrity, as far as this podcast is concerned, this I know Marv Wolfman created Tim Drake, but Chuck Dixon wrote the Bible for Tim Drake, which is, you know, what we've been talking about primarily on the show, but getting a chance to interview Chuck Dixon was a surreal experience that if you listen to the very end of episode 51, where we interview Chuck Dixon, you can hear Ryan and Terrence and I all take this audible like gasp or sigh of like, I can't believe we just talked to Chuck Dixon. Like what I kept thinking the whole time during that interview is like, this was, he wrote my, he wrote my Batman growing up, you know, he wrote Nightwing and Catwoman and Robin and the whole Batman universe and everything that I fell into as a comic book fan was all written by Chuck Dixon. And here we are like 
please don't let me sound like an idiot asking questions <laughs> to this guy. And he couldn't have been sweeter. So I know we've kind of talked about it before, but in case uh, somebody's new to the podcast and like, I didn't know you guys interviewed Chuck Dixon. Do you, does that still stick with you, Terrence, that, that interview? And do you still have that moment of like, Oh yeah, I got a chance to talk to Chuck Dixon. Uh, a little bit, but the thing was, he was so cool and so nice and so down to earth that after like a, a few minutes and a few questions, it was like we were talking to our uncle or we were talking to like, you know, hey, what was it like back then? You know, or just like a cool, like older brother or something. He he really had a way to just kind of like put us at ease. And he never was like, like, he never gave us that attitude of like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this rinky dink little podcast. I'm <laughs> Chuck Dixon. I should be interviewed by Fangoria magazine for crying out loud. You know, like he was just, he treated our questions as if we were like some really like legitimate, you know, hard hitting news source or something. So, and he, he gave us really like thoughtful, insightful answers. And, like, uh, I'll always just remember, like, when we asked him about third base, and he's like, what the heck? I don't know what that is. So, yeah, that was just that was just tons of fun. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you got any thoughts there? Yeah, like, it was, we had been just talking about it forever, because he is so influential for Tim Drake specifically, both in, like, crafting he picked up the ball but it was the ball was so early on in Tim's trajectory as a character that he he not only picked he picked up the ball and ran with it and and uh made it better like from that from the first like Robin miniseries all the way through that you know the vast majority of of the solo series and then, and then, upon covering the books, finding out that he was writing like half the books at DC at the time, and he was making them all connect in his own little Dixon verse of of things, and and they never really felt shortchanged. It was all part of this larger fabric. It's it's they're books that you could just sit down and read and feel like you're looking at a window into this universe, and and nobody really gets shortchanged. I mean, it's it's just like the best of of comics from that era. You know what I mean? So, and, and that's not even counting and that's without counting like the huge things of like nightfall. If nightfall being the crucible of, uh, rediscovering and reforming, not just Batman, but other books and characters in the Batman universe, like Nightwing, like the, like the way that Catwoman came out of that, mm-hmm. like Azrael, you know, and those are things are so formative of, when I first was exposed to comic books in in a, in a major way as a kid, and that's why I'm still, and it's a big part of why I'm still fans of those characters today. So getting to talk to him about it, it was great. But the fact that he was so excited to just talk about it with us, and the fact that he remembered so much stuff about yeah. all of it. Sometimes you. T- you know, you read interviews with people, or even when if you get um, lucky to talk to people on shows, either they're they're like, yeah, well, you know, I just, you know, did, I was it was a job, or I I don't remember everything, or that was so many years ago, or you know, but like it always seems like he really has a true passion for the work yeah. and the things he does. I mean, 
he's kind of a unique person because like he's probably I think I've seen some like either news articles or Wikipedia articles or something or credits like he's probably written more individual comic books than anybody alive or dead that's, that's ever written comic books like he like the number of books he's comics he's written is like staggering you know but so yeah just having him on this show and then having him on we were able to have him on this show have we had him on twice we had him on once here and then you were able to pull him over for the yes and yeah. we and we definitely yeah we had him on bof to talk about Nightfall for its for its twenty fifth yeah yeah for yeah yeah it's the twenty fifth year anniversary and that was uh, BOF one fifteen and uh, yeah we we all had him on BOF and talking about Nightfall and Bane and Azrael specifically and uh, and that's great because he's like such a prominent figure in in forming helping Tim Drake co creating Bane like. All the comics he's written, so yeah, it's 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 definitely a big a big get to be able to talk to him about all that stuff. I will go through some of these. We're getting a little long in the show, but it's the hundredth episode, so you'll have that. Something that you know, I've got to hear. I had mentioned uh, Ollie's on episode sixty six. Just really quick, out of the what feels like hundreds of books <laughs> that we bought. Have any of us cracked open any of the books and actually read the book? <laughs> any of the books that, that we bought back in episode sixty-six? I have read one out of the. That is that is insane, and also probably par for the course. <laughs> I, I'm glad to have them, and it's a great resource when I'm doing stuff and get asked to be on podcasts or even go, do I even have that Batman issue? I'm like, oh, I've got that book. So it's my goal over the winters to really sit down and read. I just wondered if you guys had read any of the books. I got the um, Frank Quietly big uh, hard uh, hardcover coffee table book. Mm -hmm. And I got the um, Brian Bolin hard big hard yeah, I did uh, too. coffee table the book. art of brian Bowen. yeah and those are, are really mm-hmm. just looking at pictures there's yeah. not it's not really a story and I've, I've flipped through those several times a lot of, i don't i can't remember sitting down reading one of the books and in fact i got tired of looking at them so there's this app called declutter where you can <laughs> sit and scan things and sell them and i ended up selling a bunch of them back on declutter for a loss but it was like you know what for a couple bucks wait for a loss on the ollie's prices yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. so but it's, it's the thing about the clutter is it's they buy it and then they resell it so it's not like ebay where you got to find a buyer and ship each thing out individually and stuff you just you scan the barcode of a cd or a book and they tell you what they'll pay for it and it's usually less than a dollar and um then you just pack it up and they do free shipping and then you just kind of get rid of the stuff. So it's really more if you're just tired of looking at stuff and just want to get rid of it and make a little something. Did, so, you, did, so, did, you, did you sell all your pops? I've sold this year, a bu- not on, the clutter doesn't take pops, so you got to go through eBay <laughs> and stuff. I've, I've sold about 50 of them this year. So, oh, um, yeah. And me and Rob have bought like fifty. I know yeah. it was funny. Yeah, you guys. All we started. traded places <laughs> for years. Rob kept saying, "Like I don't buy those. I'm not into those. I, I did too. I was like, yeah. I hate pops. I don't yeah. really like them. 
And then they changed the box to black and started to do Batman, and it was like, ooh, these are, <laughs> That's maybe all these it are took. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and Terrence is like, you dumb sister. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I, I was more like, oh, I, I, I feel your pain. I know, I know what it's like there. Yeah, it's hard. It's, once you start, it's hard to stop. Yeah. Yeah. At least I know the 80th anniversary is almost over. There's one more set that I want The Dark Knight is with the light up bat signal, but that, that, that'll be okay. A couple other things. Uh, I had this note in here. It says, Terrence, what would become the cold openings of the show? Making fun of Rob. Catchphrases of Terrence like, how many holes does Tim Drake have, Rob? Ooh, catch me unawares. Like, just the the silly banter that we'll have in some of these episodes that I'm like, I need an opening for the show. So I'm like, hmm, where was Terrence in the audio file? Let's see what he says here. Or when you say phrases like, hey, you don't have to put this in the show, that's usually a, that's going to be a cold opening (laughs) for the show. Well, there's so many times I hear it, I'm listening, and I hear myself say to you, like, yeah, edit this out, Rob. Don't put this in, Rob. And there were a couple show. I missed, and yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, and the, the funniest ones are the ones that are just organic. Like, I don't even know how we all started saying fluidity and fluidity. I think I yeah. was making fun well, of Well, Rob saying, looked it up. Like, in the one yeah. episode, Rob, like, had a, a masterful editor's note where he explains the entire history yeah. of, like, where it came from. Yeah, Fluidity. And, it was, but it was organic. Like the things you just say things, Rob. That like I could take in a in a double meaning or a bad meaning, and you don't even realize it, and you're just saying it, and it just cracks me up. Especially because you get like late at night, and you've been like giddy, and you've been on the it's in this little room with no windows doing podcasting, and <laughs> you say something like oh, he fingered his throat, if you will, and I just can't stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> One of my all-time favorites, though, was <laughs> when your washing machine came through the wall. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. And, and the audio of your wife in the background <laughs> when you're like, uh, should I get off the podcast? And she's like, yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that I played that back for her. She's like, the microphone picked that up? I'm like, yeah, it did. She's like, did yeah. you take it out? I said, no, I enhanced it so people could hear it. I made it the cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made it a cliffhanger. <laughs> Literally, yeah. The The quality of the audio, Ryan found two good programs. One caused me the longest editing other than the radio drama because Terrence was out of sync by three seconds. Oh, my So gosh. I had to go through every time Terrence spoke. I had to cut his audio so it would match. But now we're on cast, so the days have dropped calls and and all these things. I've only had... Audio syncs. Uh, yeah, weird audio syncs. The only problem I've had with cast was with Tom Panarese that, for whatever reason, it kept kicking him off. So we actually had to go back to Skype, and I had, had not been on Skype in a year, so I had to do some updates. I was like, oh my gosh. And going back to Tom's first time on the podcast, Skype didn't record that call, and luckily he recorded his part of it. So I had to say, hey, thanks for recording the call. Thanks for being a guest, but I need the audio file. So... A cast has made things a lot easier, a lot cleaner, and not having to have mm-hmm. the real tinny sound like some episodes I was listening to today. Like, And you get individual voice yeah. tracks for everybody. Yeah. And sometimes Terrence would sound really tinty, and the next time he would sound really really bright and full and it, it, it was just, it was weird going through uh, some of the earlier episodes of the show so thank you for finding cast and it, it is worth the yeah. 10 bucks a month easily without having all the uh, audio issues well the funniest one I think was 
the Batfan guys, when I joined that podcast, they had told me about the one time that they had recorded for like four hours and it it didn't record and they, they wasted all that time. So I, I was always paranoid. So we would always um, double record. So mm-hmm. you, you would hit record and I would hit record. And then there was one time you contacted me and said, hey, mine didn't record. Did yours record? And I listened back <laughs> and it only recorded me, not you. <laughs> And you had to go in and re-record all your parts, but you had to like remember. So you had to listen to my answer to your question, figure out what the question was, and then oh, re- yeah. and then fit it in the time. Like oh, and I was like, you could have made me look so bad because you could have changed all my answers. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, about three, four times maybe. You could have been like, so Terrence, how many times have you been arrested for uh, public intoxication? Oh yeah, no, about three, four times. You know. So luckily, you you kept it clean and kept it to Tim Drake. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that was really nice to me. You're you're welcome. The checks in the mail. <laughs> and I don't know if this will ever fit in, but one of my other favorite moments: I was driving with my daughter in the car. This was before I was even on the podcast, and I was listening to the podcast. And I think you were on like episode seven at that time. And um, we were listening about ten, fifteen minutes, and she, she had no idea what it was, but she just turns to me, and she was like fourth grade, maybe elementary school. She just turns to me and she's like. Wow, this guy really likes this Tim person a lot. <laughs> We've been talking about him for like 15 minutes, and I'm like, actually, the whole podcast is about this, and he's got seven more episodes all about him as well. And she's like, really? Wow. And so now it's like we're up to 100. T- and I'm like, oh, yeah, and by the way, this Tim guy, he doesn't really exist. In re- he's just a fictional character. He like, lives wow. in my mind. <laughs> but, you, but you're just that guy who really likes that Tim person. <laughs> yeah. Uh- We've mentioned the uh, Bowling Green Conference uh, at the beginning of the show and just what a cool event that was, getting a chance to meet Ryan. Another interview that we had was James Tynan that I couldn't have planned. I wish I could have been on that. Yeah. But that was a great episode to get him, yeah. And that couldn't have, I couldn't have planned that better if I tried that the audio drama played out. He got to hear that and was was very appreciative of it and then it was just kind of like chuck dixon he just was full of information and again was another one of those like we were it was one thing to talk to a comic book creator i wouldn't say of the past because you know chuck is still writing but to talk to somebody that is currently writing books right now was kind of you could tell he was guarded of what he could say what he couldn't say but i thought that was another cool interview we were able to land any thoughts on uh tynan real quick i know ryan wasn't able to be there on that but just how that experience uh, terrence well you told me you sent him the audio drama so yeah. I was like so nervous for you because really I had nothing to do with the audio drama other than choke myself and, and say <laughs> a couple of lines for anarchy. You did everything. I mean, you just from getting people on to writing it, to producing it, to sound effects, you did everything. So I was just thinking to myself like, oh, I hope he says something nice about it to Rob. I hope he doesn't badmouth it to Rob. I hope he's not like, what the heck did you guys do? I'm suing you for... And then he came on and he was like, I think he said like, it's freaking awesome. And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, thank you. I'm like, Rob is probably like the happiest boy on Christmas morning <laughs> ever for that. So that that was really cool for you. Like if he had been like, you know, guys, that, that really sucked. That w- I wouldn't have taken that personally. I would have been like, well, the anarchy part was okay, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was really happy for you that he liked it so much. So this is going to be the end of episode 100. It's a little bittersweet that uh, we're here, and uh, 
the future for the podcast, as far as the ideas that I have, is to keep trucking on like we have been, hopefully being able to get some other creators onto the uh, podcast. But I think I've been, I feel like I've been a broken record for a while. It's still getting into the body. We're only at issue 24, 25 of of the Robin series. Actually, Rob, uh, Ryan and I have been talking, and going forward, we're going to. We're gonna go. We're gonna do it alone. Um, we're we're actually. This will be your last episode. We're gonna kick you off, and it's gonna be the the Ryan and Terry podcast for now on. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I haven't been kicked off the show in a long time. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, it's true. <laughs> we, we were waiting for episode a hundred. We figured that was like, yeah, let a let good starting point. We'll let him do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to do a hundred, unlike Tom King is going to get to do. So I'll just have to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, 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 I oh. I don't mean that, Tom King. I don't mean that Tom King. Technically he will, but still. Yeah, we're just I, I want to continue on through the Robin series and with both of you guys uh here like we have been and when the, the schedules are working and to be able to to go through these and see where the the podcast takes us. I think we're gonna be going into some ground that I think probably the three of us probably haven't read some of these middle stories oh no for sure yeah i mean the the marquee ones like legacy and contagion and no man's land Mm -hmm. those are going to be fun to kind of go through and revisit for the first time but you know i actually haven't read no man's land so yeah Mm. and no man's land is going to be fun to kind of to go through some of these and we'll probably do it in the through the eyes of Tim Drake to try and go through all the no man's land. Like, okay, here's issue. I'm just pulling this out of my butt. Like 45 of Robin in no man's land. We're going to come into the story when Tim comes into the story. So we'll do some type of overviews and things like that. But yeah. And there, and no man's land is very sprawling compared yeah. to like knife. It makes nightfall look like a cakewalk because nightfall was like very, here's nightfall part two. Here's nightfall part yeah. 18, but no man's land. It's just, what's going on and there's not real there's there's it's just happening and there's individual arcs within yeah the within that so you know i have like a three issue thing in batman like a four issue thing in shadow of the bat or whatever you know so like yeah there's a lot of little individual mini arcs yeah within the bigger one yeah but you know it's it's going to be fun to go through some of these issues that maybe I read once or as I was collecting there were holes in my collection where I was just like I, I never bought issue forty three of Robin and I only recently found it in two thousand seventeen so it's going to be fun to read through some of this stuff and to still know that it's tied into other Batman events and Terrence is always really good at saying stuff like hey this is actually calling back to a detective comic story that Chuck Dixon was writing so it's I love that stuff because yeah. that context helps me because when I read because I, I mean I think the last stuff we were reading it would just cut to like some police procedural stuff and I'm like well why are they doing this and then Terrence was like oh because that's like a hole leading into a something else that's going <laughs> to happen in another book or something yeah there's a lot with the GCPD that ties the four books together that's like the common thread is like the Bullock and the Gordons yeah. and Sarah Gordon taking over as commissioner and all that stuff was little by little in each book yeah but uh, from Meaty both of you thank you both very much for being brothers in this podcast, being really good friends, it's it's something I look forward to every couple of weeks when we get a chance to do one of these. Or if it happens to be, you know, all right, we're going to record once a month, but we talk for two and a half hours and we're like, hey, we get to break this up into a couple episodes. So it's 
it's a little surreal to be here at episode 100, but it's even better that the the two of you were able to be here on episode 100 and the schedules work. So thank you both for, for being really good friends and just just being cool and, and being being a part of this just means the world. And I can't say thank you enough to, to the both of you and to everybody that has listened to this show and has supported us. And uh, it's... I think the show is just going to continue to get better and better as things go. And the the future for Tim Drake is is up in the air for Young Justice. But I'm going to throw it back to you guys uh, one last time is what you're looking forward to podcast-wise and just your thoughts of reaching episode 100. Let's start with Ryan. I, you know, I've been part of this show first as a you know the like the annoying like first as a guest and then as like the annoying neighbor that just shows up every episode and then never leaves to a, like just an actual co-host i mean i've been here since since bvs came out yeah. that was my the first show was the it wasn't even Jeez, Jeez, related yeah. it was the uh well that was the end it was like well he's bad on film so let's do a, a bvs show and so that was march 2016 was when i started and um I forget which episode that was. Yeah, but it's probably been like 50 episodes. <laughs> yeah, but more than that, I guess, because episode 50, what? 50 51, 51 was Chuck. Was, uh, was Chuck Dixon, yeah. So it was quite a bit before that I, I was on the show. So, But yeah, it's, it's great that we're at 100. I would, And it's not entirely surprising that we're not that deep into the solo Robin series yet, but that's because this show is... The roadmap for this show is always going to have that tim drake chronology as the backbone but it's great that we're able to also do things like this road to hunt 100 or the audio drama or the interviews with with these industry legends and stuff it's great that this podcast has the fluidity to be able to cover all these different things and aspects of fandom related to the best robin and it's just a great place to be terrence what do you got man Cool. I had this weird thought today because I was thinking about the Drake and all that. And I liked the book when it first came out because I was the same age as Tim Drake. And then he stayed 16 and now I'm 45. I'm like, <laughs> how'd that happen? And I'm thinking about it. My oldest daughter, she, she turned 18 this year. And I'm like, holy crap, my kid is older than Tim Drake. Like, not only am I older than Tim Drake, I've got a kid who's older than Tim Drake. So it's kind of cool reading these from different perspectives as you get older. It's amazing how well the Chuck Dixon stuff still holds up after so many years. And I'm really looking forward to the next kind of um, few books. I'm looking forward to getting into some books that I missed because I wasn't reading comics at the time. I'm looking forward to just talking to you guys and watching rob put his uh or listening to rob put his foot in his mouth and say <laughs> say things he doesn't even intend to you know can't wait to see what other appliances decide to oh my gosh. Yeah. don't don't say that my wife's gonna freak out because if one more thing goes wrong <laughs> yeah maybe may and me maybe we can all attend the bowling green state university romance novel convention <laughs> yeah. next year yeah, I've I've got to try to make it. You know, my sister's like, you need to come south. You need to come south. I'm like, I I, I will come south, but there are two gentlemen I need to uh, to see and uh, bef- before you. She's like, damn it, Rob. No. Yeah, and you know, my wife loves Animal Planet and and all those animal shows and National Geographic. 
and there's one show that's based on the Cincinnati Zoo, and there's one based on the Columbus, Ohio Zoo, mm-hmm. and like they're great shows. And she's like, "Oh, we gotta go. We could go. You know, they're only like two and a half hours apart. We could see each zoo." And so, like, we talk about going to Ohio all the time. But one of these days, we'll we'll get up there, and you can meet us at the zoo. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Terrence meets Rob before also meets <laughs> Rob before he meets me? <laughs> yeah. that, that 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 would just be that'd be fitting. But both of those zoos are great. I can't. I want to say Columbus just because it's really in our neck of the woods, but Cincinnati's got some really, really cool stuff. But this is where we're going to end episode 100. A big thank you to my two brothers, Terrence and Ryan. Check out all the shows on the Batman universe. As long as the Batman universe has been around, there's more and more shows reaching 100, reaching 200. Batgirl to Oracle is uh, nearing 200. Batfans is nearing 200. There's a lot of good stuff on the podcast. Go over to Batman on Film. Ryan, you have your Asriel mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, as we are recording this, is in the wings of getting ready to spread its uh, flaming mm-hmm. sword. Is that correct? We have. Oh man, that's a great intro. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we have already recorded episode zero. We have all the branding done. The Twitter is becoming more active. We are scheduled to begin recording our shows on uh sort of the sort of Azrael miniseries tomorrow uh as of that so we're trying to our plan is to try to get that going bank some shows and get some things like um and get it all kind of in the bag have some, some things for me to work with so i can so when it does hit it it can be a little more it can be pretty consistent for a little while so I'm trying to get things squared away. So it's it's well on its way. It's 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 no longer the lofty. Oh, it's going to happen eventually. It's actually really really happening. Cool. We've already recorded some stuff, and we're going to record some more stuff tomorrow. And so it's definitely getting getting there. Cool. Hey, you had mentioned that you had bought like the whole run of Azrael, but you hadn't read it. How far into the run reading it are you now? You know, I was to be honest, I was waiting to cover it on the show oh, wow. live. Cool. I mean, I, maybe, I don't know, Terrence, maybe I should just read it to be familiar with it, or maybe the show would be richer if I covered it along with the show, along with listeners. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of, I mean, we're going to hit spots like that that I thought about, oh, I'm going to start reading a bunch of Robin issues. That might be fun to just, for you to experience that, maybe the same way we're experiencing some of this Robin stuff, that we're going to read an issue where it's like, I... I had no idea that this th- this was here. That, that's going to be interesting to see how you guys tackle that. Yeah, I mean, and that's it's you know the most direct influence on that show is of course this show. Trying to do the due diligence and cover you know we love Tim Drake, but have you read the whole solo series? No, you right. know so, and it's the same thing with Azrael. I've read Nightfall and this, some of the current stuff, and 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 not the and some of the solo series, but definitely not all of it. I read the very beginning and the very end. You know, I've said this before. I bought issues of of I have like issues. I had like the first couple issues, and then I bought like the very last arc because in as it was releasing because he got back in the Asbats costume again. So that's part of it. Yeah. Cause I want to experience that. Like this is a, that's a character, you know, it's, it's Tim Drake got to 183 issues, but Azrael himself got 100 yeah. issues and they were all written by Dennis O'Neill. And that's, that's a gift. Like, yeah. you know, you, you know, so it's going to be really fun to explore that, but it's going to be yet another show where, 
before we can it's going to be kind of like this show where we're going to start out with sort of Azrael and then you've got the looming specter of well now we got to cover Nightfall again but that's going to be cool. but it's going to be it's going to be cool and, and it, so we're going to cover all of Nightfall but it's going to be from the character analysis perspective of Azrael so like I love Azrael if, if Azrael's the security not, guard in Nightfall. Yeah, so if Azrael, so if Azrael's not in the book, then we'll probably skip over some or like yeah. do some like synopsis stuff and then just get into the meat of like, well, what's Azrael doing here or whatever. That's so cool. it's going to be it's going to be just like this show It's going to take quite a long time to cover everything, but that's kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah, so follow, follow me on Twitter at @sme_ryan, follow the Batman Podcast Network at @batpodnetwork and all the Azrael stuff. It's just super simple. I made it easy on you. It just go to Twitter and do at Azrael Podcast, and you'll and you'll find us. Cool, there. Uh, Terrence. You got anything to plug, buddy? <laughs> uh, Damn it! Uh, what? <laughs> oh, <Nothing. God. laughs> this is another joke about your holes, Rob. I thought, oh, damn it! I almost made the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. oh, here we go. Sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Eight minutes after midnight, let the laughing fit begin. Yeah. <laughs> Rob plugged some holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're going to get out of here before our getting's good. On the behalf of Terrence and Ryan, this is your host, Rob Myers. You've been listening to the BatmanUniverse.net. And more importantly, you've been listening to 100 episodes of Robin, Everyone Loves the Drake Comic Podcast. We'll see you guys in a few weeks. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Robin. Everyone loves the Drake podcast. This has been brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net. Tim Drake, Robin, and all Batman-related characters are under copyright of DC Comics. This podcast is solely for entertainment purposes, so no infringement is intended by this show. This show is not a good revenue stream. Actually, there's not a stream at all. All music and sound clips are under copyright by their respective copyright holders. So there should be no need to send the Penguins lawyers after us for ill-gotten gains because there are none. You can get a hold of the show a few different ways. We are on Twitter at ELTD Podcast. You can also email in at RobinELTDPodcast at Yahoo.com. Our Facebook page can be found at www.facebook.com slash everyone loves the Drake. And as always, you can message directly over at the BatmanUniverse.net. So email, tweet, or message us. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll read your comments or responses on the show. The show you're listening to can be found a few different ways through iTunes and Windows Media. Also over at our host, TBU. Leave us a review on iTunes if you listen there. It'll help spread the word of the show. Make sure you head over to the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman and Robin. Thanks for listening to the show and hearing why everyone loves the Drake. We'll see you in a few weeks. Take care. Let's go, let's go.